I didn't even think to see Hot Rod to like prep for this because I've never seen Hot Rod. Oh, really? And I instead um, saw that Seven Days in Hell and Toward a Pharmacy were in the recommended when I finished Pop Star on HBO. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, they're right there in front of me. Like, I can't just see something I've never seen before that is like, I'm assuming 100 minutes to a half, an hour and a half rather than these two incredible mockumentaries that are like 45 minutes each like mm-hmm. sign me up what those two are one bash brothers mm. have not seen either i haven't seen that one either yeah i haven't seen any other lonely island movie mm-hmm. besides pop star no, I didn't what watch you, Popstar. Yeah, yeah, you didn't oh. see this. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never. We always, Coming we always actually, bag. yeah, we always actually do joke about that because you always cut it very short um, when when watching films for the pot. And I'm always like, well, what if you just don't and like, you know, like finesse your way into a discussion yeah. <laughs> just, just through context clues. The, the Wikipedia yeah. summary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I like, won't lie. From, I have thought about it. <laughs> hello and welcome to exiting through the 2010s a podcast about the movies from the 2010s i'm jack draper with me from the former band group clay 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 and clay clay williams that's really fucking funny um now i'm trying to think all the ways so one of them would be cla i had so many options to introduce you you did you did. maybe the you most did. ever uh and as always you know and as always my co-host who flatlines in his spare time clay mm-hmm. uh, i really like the flat on it's I saw that clip before I saw the movie. That was my first introduction to like the actual movie. Besides, maybe I heard of maybe I heard like the the I'm not gay song. Um, but the <laughs> fucking the flat the Bill Hader, he's in it for two seconds and it kills yes. me. I, you know, I like to get like an F law and you know, once a week or so. Yeah, because that so feels like fucking funny. It feels like an SNL character that was deeply rejected for many years about someone who was addicted to the movie flatliners and it's like this has no purpose anywhere and then pop star came and it like had a moment to insert it itself in yeah exactly <laughs> i bet all those snl guys have that shit in their back pocket like oh the you know the thing that was said no to like yeah they have probably because you know they're so passionate that the thing that like they might have like a you know their baby and lauren is probably like no that's fucking stupid we're not mm-hmm. doing that. They're crushed and they just keep it in the back of their mind for the rest of their lives. Oh my God. So every yeah. movie they go to, they're like, hey, I have this bit. <laughs> like one that always oh, kills I, me. Yeah. Uh, also involves Hater, of course. Like he was promoting Barry. Um, and he was talking about if a samurai swordsman were in a James L. Brooks romantic comedy. And it's like, first he had destiny second he had to fight third he found love <laughs> so funny it's so, it's so good. i'm so, i love him so much yeah. oh my gosh the best. Yeah. 
of course um i think also what makes that bit funny is like you know the joel schumacher movie shot by don yeah yeah it's amazing it, it, it's i mean as you say it's like that's every character in this that like has a brief moment and then just sort of like goes to the next moment with but really like that you don't at least for me it works so well that um like sure like you want like more scenes of hater or more scenes of like my rudolph or someone um but because you only get them Depora. for a brief moment it makes it so much better yeah Depora, yeah oh my god with the fridge. What's, the, what's the origin of that deborah yeah Deborah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is gonna be another game night episode where we're just oh, laughing. Absolutely, for all of it. yeah. Um, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bailey Hurdy is here with us, and you know, you were the first yeah. to really request us to do uh, Postar and Game Night, and for us, I think, or, or for all of us now, it's like those are the ones that really have a lasting cultural legacy of great not only for me 2010s comedies but 21st century comedies mm-hmm. um and ones that found an audience online i think especially like we started discussing off mic that you'll see game night and pop star clips keep on resurfacing on twitter and that will remind people like holy shit this is great not just moment to moment but as a whole and um, aside from the Jump Street movies, you can't really say that for many major comedies this decade. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. this is one that kind of found a, a second life online and, you know, among comedy enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just one of those ones where, like, anytime I see a clip, like, I have to watch the whole thing. Like, no yeah. matter how oh, many times I've seen this 100%. movie. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the you know terrorizes pussies whatever. <laughs> yeah, the fuck Bin Laden song really just like lives in my running playlist for some reason. I don't know how I got there, but it works. Like this movie just works. I can't I tell if you're like... joking. <laughs> um, but no, it's like I, I, it's like that's sort of the magic of this one. That yes, the comedy is really broad, but it's also niche. And it strikes mm-hmm. that that balance of like they made a movie for themselves that also other people like. Um, mm-hmm. But first, let's get into what we've been watching recently. If anybody would like to go first, the floor is yours. I've okay. been watching Sex in the City. Um, oh wow! No, yeah. I. For, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, what? Wait, this is crazy. You're you both are just randomly like you know what? We got to watch it. Yeah, pretty much. I, <laughs> it's a very slow watch because like other TV has gotten in the way and I started in yeah. like, just December. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 But, I just watched like I, I also have been kind of like slowly making my way through it, but I watched like a lot of episodes yesterday. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but they're so short. It's like, okay, well yeah, I can bang exactly. out. Is there something that few. ignited this uh motivation to watch? Um it's um one of the most acclaimed shows ever. And I guess it's just like more curiosity of like oh well i mean like you know what's do you think you're gonna watch the revival in the movies um the movies i'm gonna stay away from like the plague and the revival is a possibility i feel i i just kind of randomly started watching it as just one of those shows that i've been meaning to get to and i i actually committed to it this time 
Um, I think I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna watch the movies for science. Uh, <laughs> okay, for science. Back. Yeah. <laughs> just to see. Yeah, wear your lab coat and like get some goggles. Yeah, and yeah. Just, like, yeah. Sit there yeah. with your arms Step crossed, just watching exactly. it. Stethoscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Take a slip pressure. Yeah. yeah, write down my observations while they mm-hmm. Do you bed. think scientists are doctors, Jack? Is that what <laughs> is that what we're hearing? <laughs> it could be. Doctors are a type of scientist. Science. Yeah. All right, we're not be. we're not educated enough to discuss this. <laughs> no. yeah. Many of we're film critics. Many we can't, of we can't talk medical about professionals could be a doctor. You know, we do not. You could be. I, I don't. You know. I don't know. But. <laughs> Yeah, no, a, a professional of some sort will then watch the Sex in the City, the movie, and You're having a the movie too. I don't know. I'm just giving ideas. No, yeah, but that's been my watch. It's been fun. Yeah, you like it? Yeah, I do. I I think, um, you know, Carrie's a little bit annoying sometimes, but yes, she means well. Um, I don't know if she means one. well. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know. Sometimes she means well. <laughs> that's that's sort of my thing. I didn't know how like I know like I I kind of knew like the unself awareness because like I had also heard comparisons that Carrie is like in a lot of deeply emotional and um uh personality like Tony Soprano, which is a strange comparison, but it's also like the deep narcissism and um unawareness of herself. <laughs> Of yes and, and also the connection to the mob yeah but no i guess it's more <laughs> just the idea of like like trying to find some good in these prickly characters but it's it's they're interesting to dissect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you think you were gonna like it going in i don't know i mean i kind of knew like the whole thing of like well there's carrie miranda samantha um and scarlet. and scarlet but the, and then like new york is the fifth character like i knew that whole thing and like how influential it was but like what it was about i wasn't sure sure and i'm 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 at the beginning of season four and it's been pretty good although it's just like such a it's such a uh um a time capsule for better or for i worse. was literally gonna say yeah, yeah i had a but, feeling that's what you were gonna say yes um but really, seriously, prefer better for worse because there is some really um, tight writing and interesting character work. But yeah, like its contemporary setting is like an interesting um, look into any blackberries. What the? It's not of the blackberry era yet, but I think once we oh. get to the movies, then I, I, there was a there was an episode with the blackberry that I was watching. Yeah. I watched mm-hmm. season five yesterday and I started. Season. Okay, you're you're ahead of me. Yeah. A little did, bit. Ahead, did, yeah. did you think you were gonna like it, Bailey? Yeah, I did. Mm. <laughs> you know, girls hanging out in New York would yeah. be much better than that. That's um I did think that I would find uh Carrie like more annoying than I do. And she definitely mm-hmm. she definitely has her moments, but I don't think she's the most annoying one. Mm-hmm. I yeah, is that uh, what it's known for is her being annoying is that like the uh perception i feel like maybe that's not the perception but you know i think it's like she doesn't really make very good decisions and there's not really no. like a, a good reason for her to make these bad decisions she just like is a little bit self-destructive <laughs> the vibe is like carrie thinks that she's making the right decision but it's so clear it's like 
wait, there are like so many better ways to handle that situation. Mm -hmm. And you went Mm -hmm. about it in like the most destructive way sometimes. Um, Then others, she is like pretty well observant. And of course, like the framing devices that she is a, um, uh, a blogger. I guess. A sex columnist. Um, yeah, a columnist, right? Of course. Yeah, we're talking about um, papers. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Hang on. What yeah. year are we in? Um, but, and also, like, of course, like the show has like some fun guest stars like Justin Thoreau and Bradley Cooper and. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, Thoreau. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And he's he shaved head. Yeah, shaved head. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has <laughs> a fun. Oh, I don't you like get, that. You get to. You wait, get he's to meet bald his in it? Yeah, bald. Yeah, bald Thoreau. Boo! That sucks. <laughs> Still hot. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I, he's, obviously, he's, charming. he's Justin Thoreau. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. he's hot and charming. But I yeah. don't. He shouldn't the be bald, looking like no. Fucking... The bald head is not a vibe. No, it, it, it worked for him. Here, I'll show. I'll show you. <laughs> See for yourself. Yeah, I just. I'm out. I watched an episode with um, Jennifer Coolidge, and mm. there was one with Murray Bartlett too. Mm-hmm. I've got a David Duchovny one coming up. I realized yesterday. Ooh. Oh, that's oh boy, that that's, that's up your alley. That's yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah, that's like. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Oh my god, I love it. Um, yeah, I. What if Scully was in the city? Yeah. <laughs> or wait, is. It... Oh, he's not bald. Oh, okay, that works. The short hair, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said shaved, like shaved head. That's not a to me. A shaved head is like bald. I guess, I guess that's shaved. Head. Yeah. The glasses it's nice make to know, pull it together. Yeah, it's nice to know that his hairline has always been like that. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it's just way recently. back yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> it's finding its way to the top somehow. Yeah, um, yeah I'm liking the show. I think it's, but uh, but also other shows have gone in the way of it. Um, but that's not to say I'm losing interest in it. It's just, it's one of those things that you can, that it has an overarching story, but it's also episodic. And that's an interesting yeah. feel. Um, but also I started another show and that was going to be my pick, Party Down, which oh, I'd never hey. seen. And I'm only like two episodes in, but I've always wanted to start it. And it turns out we have stars. I didn't know we had stars. Um, and I thought I should see it for the revival that I hear is pretty good. We'll update further, but I love the cast. And nice. uh, this is another one that is pretty episodic and I can like, pick up whenever. And it's nothing like too like heavy, right? It's just like, like, sit, like it's very situational. Um, yeah, it's really good so far. And also, um, funny enough, it ties into our recent Hot Tub Time Machine episode because um, oh you have like um, Lizzie Kaplan and Adam Scott in the same. I love Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah, she rocks. <laughs> Everyone go watch uh, Fleischman's in Trouble from last year. She's great in that. Isn't she going to be something in- something interesting soon? Let's find oh, out. I feel like I saw a trailer that she was in. Oh, the, um, oh, um, fatal attraction. attraction. Yeah. Jinx. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> that's, yeah. I, that, yeah, that's right. Cause I saw that trailer and I'm like, eh. And I see, is somebody Kaplan interesting like, show running mm. that? Let's, let's go see. Let's me. <laughs> you. Yeah. Clay Williams. Mm-hmm. I'm very upset by what they did to Joshua Jackson in that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yikes. They gave him the Michael Douglas special. 
not the not the good one either. No. Yeah. Oh, Amanda Pete's in it. That's interesting. I've been watching just kind of like random movies recently. Uh, I watched The Red Shoes the other night. That was pretty good. Great. Yeah, one of my all time favorites. Yeah. You know who likes that movie? Martin Scorsese. It's me and Marty. We're like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've always. Hey, been you know what? This. You know what filmmakers Marty likes? How impressed <laughs> Crazy, me too. So, is there anyone Um, show run an interesting show running the Fatal Attraction show? I am finding out. I need to. Okay, Bailey. What else did you watch? (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think. I watched. I watched Singing in the Rain. Okay, no one important. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I saw Singing in the Rain in theaters recently. Whoa! Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, it was really nice. It was. I saw um friend of the pod Alex Kittle there. No, I I watched that for the first time years ago with my mom, and it was a real dope movie. Um, it was good. Probably need to re-watch still good. It. Yeah, um, okay. it's recontextualized for me post Babylon. I will say. Oh my god, <laughs> is this your yeah, both? Is this both of your first time seeing it? Singing no, I've seen it before. Yeah. Oh, you've seen it before. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it was my first time. What made What made you watch like sing, like? Red, I, like these honestly, are foundational movies i know mm. i well there's a lot of stuff that that kind of like that that i haven't seen Same. um so most nights like i'll just like flip through my like the movies on my cable provider that are like you know in the package or whatever and i just yeah, like, like T- yeah mm. it sounds like tcm shit yeah yeah mm. so i just flip through and then you know whatever strikes my fancy like that's that's what i'm watching have you seen um a matter of life and death. No, I some I saw a bunch of tweets about it the other day, so I was like, oh, let me see if it's anywhere. Mm. But I have to rent it, so you know, I'll, I'll get there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I that 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 I could argue is like just like there are some decisions made in in that one that in the forties I can't imagine like seeing that you know, like play out. Yeah, in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of crazy to think that it happened that early on, but now it like still seems kind of revolutionary. Um, and it's just like so perfect and mm-hmm. really profound. But no, that one, that one's like, yeah, keep on your radar. Yeah, definitely. I will. Yeah, on the list. Um, what I have watched recently is a television show in two motion pictures. Mm. Um. Do we have first motion first motion <laughs> picture no no guessing um 13 lives the uh ron howard joint mr draper <laughs> finally convinced me to watch it and he was right good fucking movie really? um, i i know right that was my fucking reaction <laughs> too i'm like ron howard this being good right no Mm -hmm. it's it's like a perfect movie for him it's like has all of his cornball sensibility it's a great match for material yeah and he like and it's not it's not so massive where he gets overwhelmed by it like a solo Mm -hmm. or in heart heart of the sea it's like just the right scale while Mm -hmm. also showing off some technical like mastery in in Mm -hmm. some ways it's like i mean he also has probably the best cast he's maybe ever had Mm-hmm. besides maybe like apollo 13 or parenthood um 
right it's like Beth, like definitely recently mm-hmm. um and so and and but he has actors that you can actually rely on so yes. it's mm-hmm. like these are veterans so this you know a lot of um you know a lot of uh thailand right that's when this, yep. this happened yeah. yeah so like some taiwanese actors that i've just like are that are veterans and also just like um I mean, you have fucking, high, actually. yeah, so, you know, Vigo, Colin and Joel just like fucking pass them the ball and do a clear out ISO play and they'll fucking get get that shit in the basket. So I, I didn't mean to use that deep basketball terminology. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll keep it. I'll keep it low key next time. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I did a fucking ISO. That's so funny. Um, a fucking like Carmelo Anthony. Um yeah no but like it's really solid it's um a bit long but it's some it's somehow still paced pretty well um but yeah it's just like a solid dad movie to watch on sun on like a sunday on a lazy sunday Mm. um yeah i was pretty impressed by it yeah um the second motion picture creed numero three Mm. um i fucking finally got my ass trace Right. I, I finally got my ass out of the house and watched it in an actual movie, a multiplex, if you will, mm. um, because it's been so fucking long since I saw a movie in theater. You were a moviegoer. Mm, yes. One of those movie watchers <laughs> that physically go to the theater. Um, you, you parked, you, you bought a ticket, you sat down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole rigmarole. Crazy stuff. Great. <laughs> Revolutionary. I, yeah, it's, I, I, I can't, I kind of, I just got my, I just did it. I just need mm. to see it. Um, and Michael B. Jordan, mm. holy shit. I, and I've talked, I think I've already talked, I talked with this Jack like off pod, but it's just like, I'm so ready for whatever he wants to do ever. Like I was kind of out, but between like two and this, like with that remorse, I thought was pretty mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and his career did not like look, in the best shape at that point yeah we Um, talked about his career the other day and it's we can't name five good movies or great performances he has on one hand i think you know it's like but he's a great actor that's just that that's the very that's the issue it's that it's like take out the cooler stuff and you take out the creeds Mm -hmm. you have yeah like Fucking some people get, like that, that awkward, awkward moment, but that's moment. like a soft, right. just, yeah, that's like a soft defense. But then yeah, you have like... fan four stick and fucking with, and you know, pe- and I, I've, I guess there's some defenders without remorse, and he's good in that actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the but it's station. well, yeah, the Kugler, so like, the yeah, Kugler, taking out yeah, the yeah, Kugler yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, it's but in the Kuglers, the Creeds, and that's it, really. Mm-hmm. If we're all being like truthful here, I mean, I guess he yeah. was good in Just Mercy, but no one watched it. Yeah. um a wire <laughs> oh of course i'm an asshole <laughs> i guess no i was gonna suggest the tv stuff too but i guess i was thinking about yeah, yeah. in movies and that was so long ago but yeah, yeah. that yeah he was like a baby right as and he was as a dmv legend like yourself bailey i'm exactly or i i feel hor- horrible <laughs> yeah um, I speak up for maryland <laughs> um but yeah, and so, but him, like, now going into direction, a thing I did not think was going to happen, at least not at his age. Um, wow. Wow, wow, wow. 
I mean, one of the most confident directorial debuts I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucking great. The script is what fails it in a lot of ways. I mean, I still think it's good, but it's like it's really undercooked in a lot of ways. Um, and that mid and there's some pacing problems in the middle, but everything else is fine and fantastic. What he does in that final fight scene, there has been eight Rocky movies before this one. Eight. So six rocks, two creeds. He does something that has never been done in the franchise with how he shoots and, you know, crafts a, a boxing fight in the um, very last set piece. It's so imaginative. It's so risky. It's so creative. It's really, it's just really fresh. Um, and it and looks you say, fantastic. It's like you say that after the first creed when you have Kugler doing the oneer, And I was like, that was like pretty like um like that was pretty showy and like we just hadn't seen something where the camera uh captures some like a fight like that either it just does something very uncreed like it you know creed like the first two it's like maybe mostly maybe the first one is all about how grounded it is how like real and authentic it feels mm-hmm. third one gets into like surrealness um and like something super not i don't want to say experimental because obviously mm. that's fucking bullshit but yeah it's a strong like, word to use yeah something i don't know man it wasn't what i was expecting um the anime comparisons obviously people have been making at nauseum are correct um <laughs> but he's also maybe gives the best performance of the creeds i don't know his his performance in the first one is pretty special mm. um it's yeah, really good in this made majors is great i mean it's yeah. all really really good you still feel like the like there's still like a rocky sized hole in the movie but it's mm. still it carries that um mm-hmm. i was just really impressed i think it just it I mean, even how he was shooting dialogue and stuff i was just like this fuck he he has the goods and i'm <laughs> so excited to see what he directs next because it just feels like the potential is limitless. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned the other day at... to me that he'd be a solid action director. Right. Um, and I would be really interested in seeing that. Um, yeah, I'm really, really happy. Um, and then the television program that I have been watching that I really just watched one day, but I watched like five straight episodes is Poker Face. Oh, yeah. I got to do that. Good. um it's really it's kind of darker than i thought it's like there's like moments that are like really kind of fucked up um but like not like gross or whatever but like in a lot of these uh murder procedurals you don't really have any chance to like connect with the person being murdered Mm. it's usually after the fact or it's like some bum you know it's like or you know it's like some rich person who you don't really care for or some like random random uh stranger like they have this interesting approach that every episode like you get to know the character before they're murdered um Mm -hmm. and it's like really it's really like it gets it gets to you honestly um but it's also it's it's really funny it looks really good um Mm -hmm. leon i'm in the whatever she can do she can just start reading the phone book and i'm like yeah that's pretty cool 
Yeah. <laughs> um, that's been around forever. Great presence. Like, yeah. And she yeah. just so, and it's different enough from her like Russian doll persona. And like, it's that's what I was worried about seeing the trailers. I'm like, it's just, just going to be like Russian, Russian like doll, Russian doll, right? yeah. Russian doll, Nat in uh-huh. a murder, murder um, procedural. But there is like some really key differences um, uh, in like, personality wise and character performance. Um, but yeah, no, it's really solid. I also, the, the thing is, I was always going to like it because I kind of like anything Ryan Johnson does, which yeah. is my, my, my curse that I have to live <laughs> with. Um, but yeah, no, that's my, my one big complaint is that, so I have Peacock premium because of my um, cable script a cable subscription and they kind of give you that as like a hey watch peacock and -hmm. it's like and the whole point of peacock peacock premium is that you get like much less ads or whatever and it's like this and i'm getting ads for this and i'm just like this is bullshit yeah absolutely (laughs) bullshit i wonder if that's the thing with the cable bundle but i feel like that would also should that should take ads away um it does usually anytime i watch anything on peacock uh which is mostly psych related programming um but like as it should be um (laughs) yeah like that's where i like watched all the like the third psych movie and some episodes and shit like that and it's like in other movies i've seen on there too and usually they'll play like a ad right in front of it like Mm -hmm. at the beginning and then there won't be any more but like I guess there's like some titles that are premium available and some aren't. Yeah, maybe and since I guess original content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess Peacock is not premium. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, no Peacock. Um uh fucking poker face. There you go. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Let's time time to wake up. <laughs> um but yeah, so I was just like, so it's just really weird because it'll get to this intense moment and op- and it, it is cut, like it is edited as like, here's like, here's the um, place to put the ad. So it obviously is intentional, um, but it's just kind of frustrating. Yeah, no, the the ad breaks in in the middle of of the show that you're watching or, or the film that you're watching are always very funny um like i was i was when we when we covered paid and glory i was watching that on tubi and it was right in the and they cut right in the middle of um the antonio banderas character um having a very you know vulnerable moment with his mom at the very end of the movie and, <laughs> and then i was like buy a new nissan ultimate like what the fuck oh this God. is outrageous <laughs> this is the worst i've ever seen it i know it was bad but not this bad like are we spoiled yeah truly it's, it always makes me feel too like like with stuff like that where it's like clearly not structured for an ad break it makes me feel like i'm missing right. something <laughs> like it just right. like kept playing while the ad was playing you know <laughs> yeah it's like wait are we trying to hide something yeah that's... yeah exactly yeah <laughs> It's so funny how that was just how people watch things, and now us like fucking Gen Z is just like bitching and moaning, like, "Oh, there's <laughs> ads in my television." <laughs> I'm trying I don't to mind watch them. my TV. I don't mind them so much, but I hate like when you're watching like streamers with ads, and it just plays like the same like five commercials over and over. I think that's again. the issue. Yeah, right? that's yeah. a good point. It's yeah. like. I, you can put the ads in, like whatever, but don't make me watch like the mix same. it up. Yeah, yeah, 
Like when I was like binge watching the X Files, I was watching on Hulu, and I don't have the. You like the X Files? A, a little bit, yeah. It's, nobody knows that about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've only uh, seen it once. Yeah, just, yeah. just the one time. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm watching like nine seasons of the show, and it's the same like 15 commercials over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Like, oh my god. <laughs> it's driving you insane. No, I feel that way too. Like, I'll see. I'll yeah, like a, like same for me on Hulu and like Paramount Plus. I have like the ad version, and mm-hmm. it's dire. Um, but today you're here for um, Justin Bieber. Never, never stop. Never say never. Uh, that's <laughs> what we're covering today. I think. You yeah, know, we were joking about that. I joke about, but then off mic we talked about how you know we can get to this later, but how this bombed because this was set up as a justin bieber uh documentary parody when in fact it is like 10 percent of that and yet right. it goes into critiquing the aesthetic his aesthetic and, like how he looks yes, is obviously yes. very bieber uh-huh. certainly but is not at the beginning it, but then but he's not doing like a impression of him he doesn't sound like bieber he's not trying to uh, and like have the same mannerisms it's just mm-hmm. like the tattoo sleeve in some of like mm-hmm. the hoodies the white outfit i know that right yeah. exactly yeah um yeah i mean but but this movie is a miracle and uh yeah let's let's go with bailey when was the first time that you saw this and your your history and also like your history with lonely islands uh, as well Okay, where to start? Ever since I was born, I loved music. As soon as I could, I started a band. Right away, we knew he was something special. Immediately, I said, man, this guy right here, he's going to make it big. Connor for real is actually saving the record industry. Everybody's just waiting to see like what he does next. Connor's hot. You tell me you didn't see him and say, "Yo, he's the star." It's Connor. I've got it all, and I'm getting more. Adam Levine's hologram, so expensive. Connor currently has 32 people on his personal payroll. Sure, Connor surrounds himself with people who are agreeable. Like McCartney and Kanye, and yeah, I was, yeah. All my woodwork, it's kind of my passion. This one's a mask, still me. I'd love to get Connor to the point where he's just kind of everywhere, like oxygen or gravity or clinical depression. He's just everywhere. I make sure all the instruments are tip top. No one really plays guitar, but we got him here in case he wants one. Deborah's a genius. <laughs> it's pronounced Deborah. What's the origin of that? I believe Deborah. It's not a competition, but I'm winning. You won't give me a minute because I'm so. In a way, being gracious is my weakness. People say I'm so unpretentious for a genius. You know, it takes a village to make me look dope. remember when the first time I saw it was I think maybe it was just like mm-hmm. I randomly put it on um because you were a fan of the style boys 
and so yeah, like, oh, exactly. I want to see the, yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to see the origin of the, the donkey roll. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have like, I, I can't remember really the first time I watched it, but I do have a memory of showing it to my parents uh, while we were in a hotel room, I think in Miami. And it just happened to be on and I was like, we have to watch this movie. How old were um, you? Oh, probably like, uh, maybe like 16 or something like that. Mm. Somewhere, somewhere around there. Um, but, but yeah, I was like, we have to watch this movie. And my mom is like on the floor, like rolling around laughing. Oh, like, that's yeah, awesome. Success. Yeah. <laughs> that would, I don't know if I could, I would be really, man, <laughs> recommending that to this to someone's like to let's say my aunt or uncle Oof, i don't know i think <laughs> I, I, it would be a shot in the dark How, why were you like did they do you did do you think that you did you know that they liked other lonely island shit or like they just liked that vibe of comedy i think they just like that vibe a vibe of comedy and my mom is also like pretty into like you know pop culture i think some of the stuff mm. that they they're spoofing in this movie probably like went above her head but um you see i don't know she's she's a cool mom um yeah yeah. sounds like it (laughs) so i i just figured that you know she would like it and i also like forcing people to watch things so you know this is one of the cases where it worked out for me yes same as did i show this to a group of friends that played very well um with them at I think it just like I think just one night that we were looking for something to see and yeah this was just I mean it just it kind of it plays like other Lonely Island content but in the vibe of their um digital shorts and because mm-hmm. I think it's so beloved, this kind of has the added benefit of being like, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into, even if it is in this contemporary setting. Um, and plus, it's a, like such a refined version of, um, yeah, like what they've been doing since their early SNL days. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did you see this in theaters, by the way? I don't think so. Because neither did I. And we were a part of No one did. We were a part of where it's like, I I mean, you know, I don't, I can't really, I wish I could recollect till like May 2016 when this opened or June 2016. Yeah. What were you doing? That was, I know, like, seriously. No, 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 no. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to like do. But it's more, um, I wish I did. I really wish I did. Cause now it's like, I guess sort of like we all wish we did. um, Cause, it's one of those things um there was no reason why we should not have seen this but rather it's like we didn't know how good it was until it's like ah, uh, yeah you know i'll just wait until it's like hbo Matt or well hbo wasn't around then or like it, until it's like on like streaming or like mm-hmm. hbo just, go yeah hbo go, right hbo now like what was probably the, would have been netflix pre, back then pre-pandemic yeah yeah, yeah. but um I re- but I do but of course like we do remember this coming out and like yeah, yeah this was definitely like visible but it was just like misled as what it was um in its but even if it was like even if it was marketed properly like I still don't even know if people would go see it though 
I don't know how successful Hot Rod was in theaters. I know that's like a cult classic. Not successful either. Well, so yeah, I just like, I don't think a Lonely Island movie, and I think they understood this, is that it's not going to be successful in theaters. It's, and and because for better or worse, like people are going to assume, oh, it's just a collection of their shorts or they can't, they don't think they're going to be able to stomach for an hour and like 30 minutes because like their shorts are seven minutes at most, Mm -hmm. usually. My story is, I watched it last night, moving on. (laughs) um but what was your favorite lonely island video as a kid oh my gosh i have mine because my oh please go yeah uh like a boss i thought that shit was so funny yes like a boss eating chicken fingers and like you know like a boss getting fucked by a a sea monster like a boss you know putting a like it was just so fucking like the music wasn't it's so weird i can't describe lonely island music because i can't say if it's good or not because in a way because <laughs> like the bit is it's bad ish but it's also mm. like catchy and like the production is pretty good usually like you know dick in a box is like a good song I, um no. yeah Oh, sorry. Because that's a, that's my favorite. Videos. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite. Because <laughs> like the, I think. That but is it your people, favorite now, or is it your favorite when I was when a, you kid. Were a kid? When I was a okay, kid. cool. Because cool. it's like, uh, maybe Bailey was of the age where like you remember it more vividly. Um, mm-hmm. That like seeing it when seeing content on YouTube that was then posted from SNL because I mean I I don't I've never seen SNL like live, but seeing what could happen that's their whole thing though um yeah no i was just gonna say yeah yeah. i'm like (laughs) no i i it's funny right Um, there in the title come on i know 11 30s 11 30 um live from saturday night yeah (laughs) um but yeah it's but seeing them go from uh on the show and really taking advantage of the online space um was beneficial to people who just didn't see the show and yeah like um i'm on a boat or um oh gosh what was the song about fucking each other's moms i oh it'll it'll come to me but it's but uh (laughs) no it's it's stuff like that that was like this is completely my like this is so me like i totally get what they're going for even though i didn't ever really like music comedy um like sandler's music comedy never really yeah. worked for me or like but like that what 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 they figured out was brilliant and they actually make it work and they make it work like here brilliantly um but yeah i think i i, you I need really the music video that's yes. the, i think that's what they yeah. figured out is that it's like you need the actual visual like you know companion to it or it's not going to translate fully. Like, I don't know. Like, Captain Jack Sparrow, I don't think is going to be as funny if it's not a music video with Mike, mm. with, you know, like, with Bolton. Like, it's, you know, Jizz in My Pants is, like, a hilarious sketch. Um, But, yeah, so it's, like, I don't, I, I think that you, they realize, one, I also want to say, like, I, they were, like, foundational to youtube in a lot mm-hmm. of ways mm-hmm. yeah um, youtube probably think, isn't what they are without lonely island 
I think that's a big like especially like for the comedy side of things I can't even imagine how many because like their whole point is like they're three three friends goofing off making random Mm -hmm. shit and so I can't imagine how many imitators came from them and how that became a whole like just like fucking uh com like raunchy um com music comedy because it's like you had like weird al or whatever but that's always just like cornball shit and no offense to weird al i like something like i loved some no I, when I was a I, kid. i've never like that was another example where it's like i i find him annoying and cringy but but that just right. goes to show where it's well, like that's, it kinda, goes to your, that's kind of the point but yeah i get it goes to your point about the music video thing because like the visuals of dick in a box and i'm a i'm on a boat like that would not work as well if it were just the songs right uh, Bailey, what was your favorite Lonely Island video as a kid? Um, I actually like wasn't super into them. Like I knew about the Lonely Island, like I knew um I'm on a boat and Dick in a Box and and all that stuff. But I wasn't like actually super into them. I think even like before watching this movie, like I saw, um, <laughs> you know, whatever whenever they did the the digital shorts like you know people mm-hmm. would talk about it i would watch them but it was more just like a casual interest like i can't really remember having like uh a hard like favorite i think like the one that i knew which isn't really like a lonely island sketch but it's just like andy sandberg is uh dear sister um <laughs> which like that's another one that's like you know like you said like it's kind of like foundational to to youtube definitely like the you know they kind of like pioneered like the the digital shorts at at snl um i feel like they're kind of more i i was thinking about that and definitely like it's uh it's non-negotiable for me that please don't destroy is the modern equivalent when in fact like of course like you know the online space isn't really has changed so much well it's also it didn't like beck bennett and kyle mooney wasn't that their like replacement basically mm-hmm. for Lon- lonely island because i remember like kyle mooney did a whole bunch of like weird vids and shit mm-hmm. am i, I crazy so. that's not that would sound about right but i i think like please don't destroy comes to mind because that was because like, they were they, they realized that that was their weirdo they need another weirdo after sandberg and kyle mm-hmm. mooney is for sure a yeah weirdo. kyle mooney and, like kind of looks like him you know <laughs> I, I think <laughs> Wait, who's Please Not Destroy? Who's that? Um, it's John Higgins, Steve Steve Higgins' son, um, Ben Marshall, and Martin Herschel. Is that? Yeah, they're like three guys that'll do online stuff, but also like will act in SNL as well. They, got, also they got big on TikTok during the. They got big on TikTok, pandemic, and then yeah. were hired through their TikTok videos. Oh wait! So is this now? Is this there? Yeah, I can show you, and maybe you'll recognize them if if you see them. You will. You definitely definitely seen the videos. Yeah, I really probably have it. I can't tell you how many times how how out of the loop I am on so many things that are popular (laughs) online. I'm an old fucking fart. It was pretty unavoidable, like beginning of the pandemic. Okay, but they look like the one in the middle is Steve Higgins' son, (laughs) by the way. Okay, sure, maybe. I don't know. They look like every alternative white com comedian. Like that's like <laughs> they're funny. They're... Okay. Yeah, I promise. I'll <laughs> I take your word, word for it. it. Yeah. I'm just saying. But um, um yeah. 
sure. Yeah, I, they, were, I think they were profiled I, in Vulture. Yeah, I had a pretty so like we casual there. interest in in the Lonely Island, and then you know, I think as I've seen like this and and Hot Rod and you know Seven Days in Hell and all that stuff, I've gotten a little bit more into. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, thank you for bringing that up because you're welcome. The two, it I I just i'm so thankful because like the two hbo sports documentaries tour de pharmacy and 70s in hell are probably the two things that will like make my stomach hurt laughing um i think i saw actually before this and i don't i think my friend showed me seven days in hell and that got me to tour de pharmacy and then because those two um were before and after this and then pop star were sandwiched in between the two um like the sports mockumentaries and those are so damn funny and still like kind of underrated um at least i think in comparison to this one because of course this one went to theaters i guess maybe that makes a difference but just like yeah like brilliant um like mockumentaries and Mm -hmm. it's weird that they haven't like the because don't the the two the other two lonely islanders direct um like pretty much all of their all of the movies so they directed like hot rod and mm-hmm. um this they one pop star too right yeah yeah right yeah. pop star so it's weird that the, for the hbo stuff it's not them yeah it's the guy from mike and dave uh need wedding dates which mm-hmm. what a credit did, it's still um <laughs> Jake Zizmanski, but it's more like it's they're still well made, but yeah, you're right. Like this, like Popstar has more of a personal touch that um Akiva and Joe Joma just like bring to it. That no. Bailey, do you think you're ever gonna like go back and check out their old shit? I mean, I definitely have like to some extent. I haven't done like, you know, a full survey of of every video they've ever made but um yeah I think I mean it's funny like it's still like you know I think I actually think if I had watched it more when I was younger I probably wouldn't have appreciated more because I was like you know very like self-serious teenager so you know like, <laughs> I'm too good for that stuff yeah um but <laughs> but now it's like you know it's just funny like it's dumb it's you know there's just something that you can watch and you know there's no there's no question they're they're having a good time they're being dumb and you just mm-hmm. feel like you know you're right there with them on the boat um no i was gonna say real fast like to me it's it's like looking back in the moment in 2016 and also removed a few years from the 2010s like this is like not even a competition in how it's leagues above everything else just in the way it's like it's just funny like it doesn't need to like get any references it's not um too highbrow or it it doesn't like try to reinvent i because like the lonely island is their own thing and they just did this exceptionally well um and this kind of is like their blank check to me that was a bounce of course but it was everything that they wanted to do. Like they got all the cameos they wanted. Universal so many cameos. didn't interfere. 
the cameos I purposely did not tell you about also um because I wanted you to not be spoiled but yeah no and to me it's like that's sort of the magic that this has um and it's just good right um there really are so many cameos so many and people I have them all listed it's yeah I I was like watching it like I forgot like 90 Mm percent of these people were in this movie And some are you're like, oh, of course they got them. And some you're and some you're like, what? <laughs> Him? Yeah. Yeah. They actually, you know what's surprising? Um, they got Tyrus from uh, Dick in a Box. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I'm just teasing. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. can you cut this? Can you cut the carrots a little quieter? <laughs> I had them Julienne. Uh, I think that's how the French say it, Julienne. Obelisk. <laughs> <laughs> triangles um have you seen bailey have you seen shirane the no, rihanna one oh you gotta watch mm-hmm. the rihanna one that's that one's good jack have you seen that one no shirane no oh it's so good it's like him it's like it's like andy and rihanna like being old time like bonnie and clyde robbing a bank and you know she's like this very you know aggressive like bitch get better give me my money kind of vibes and he's like and i you know and then then shirani is just like like he can't he can barely speak he could just like he's just like oh, yeah, i'm shirani it's really funny that's that's a big recommendation yeah i mean i watched all of their shit when i was a kid um mm. Their Kendrick one was fun when it was like a like it was a reverse YOLO in a way. It's like you only live once, so you make sure you protect your life at all costs. And you like live in a house that's like completely safe and like just it's all stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I was yeah, I was a big fan of them. It's so weird that it never translated. I was never I never wanted to really watch any of the movies. I wasn't like a Hot Rod fan. I didn't I have not seen any of the HBO specials or anything, but man, when I was a kid, I loved their YouTube shit. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. it was SNL shit, but I ne- I hated the censored versions obviously cuz I was yeah. a, I was a, I was a, <laughs> as a kid, it's like you want to watch stuff that you're not allowed to, right? I want to um, say I want to hear him say fuck yeah and i guess like if if the please don't destroy comparison that i have doesn't hold any ground it's like they're not like explicit explicit like the way that early lonely island was um because for me it's like they were just so you know but um yeah and i'm just i'm i am kind of it is kind of cool if like anyone who was like like 10 11 12 will discover please don't destroy and like that's their lonely island because i could totally see that being the case um oh well i was gonna say that uh this time around um (laughs) i've seen this movie i don't know maybe like five times before this and i just realized that his name is connor freel and then he goes by connor for real (laughs) wait what (laughs) <laughs> when oh my god Cusack comes up and it, it says his mom's name i was like wait his last name is real like for real <laughs> what a crazy cameo by joan cusack that's so yes. fucking funny. no she's so fucking good at, yeah okay fine kids first mom second <laughs> but she's in it for like two seconds it's so yeah. 
it's so bizarre and i um, heard some people critique that where it's where it's like they wanted more it's like that's the that's the brilliance that you get everyone every big character is someone and it's like i don't i honestly don't mind one more scene of hater or cusack because it's like mm-hmm. the fact that we just get like a little bit yeah, like that's that is like nothing to i i don't see why you would complain well, about anything also- in this movie also, like, you know, that's kind of, like, the whole thing with, like, music documentaries, right? It's yeah, like you no, have, that's a good or point. Or just, like, yeah. documentaries in general where you have, yeah. like, especially when you're chronicling somebody's life, like, there are people who were there in the oh, beginning totally. who aren't or they have more of a presence, you know, than others. Like, that's just the nature of, of mm-hmm. the medium, right? So, yeah. yeah, of course, like, clearly he wasn't you know his mom wasn't a very good mom you know she wasn't very present so why would she be in the documentary yeah i like that it's like a specific um callback in seven days in hell with kate harrington's mom <laughs> like clear <clearly. Yeah. laughs> like you're gonna like tennis um <laughs> but no and that's a good point and especially with something that you're um satirizing like a specific album release where it's Mm -hmm. like conquest has so many moving parts and oh my oh i mean like speaking of like you have that that (laughs) scene where it's like connor has so many different people around him um uh you know um the the, what's the proportion guy that makes him look taller yeah (laughs) yeah oh the guy that punches him in the nuts Yeah, yeah it gives him yeah or like you know he has like he's like oh i have like a hundred over a hundred producers on <laughs> seven songs because you know i want to make sure that i have yeah. the best <laughs> owen played me his beats but i, I don't like them <laughs> <laughs> um sorry i'm just so i'm looking at the cast list and you know there's one of those things that it's like I'm just going to mention this already. I think I, I watched this on iTunes because I apparently bought it years ago and I never watched it. Um, and like my in like the iTunes subtitle or um, yeah, iTunes subtitles uh, are racist um, because they kept calling Nas Akon. No way. <laughs> That's crazy. And I'm like, two very different people yeah um, i mean akon where, is in the movie for like two seconds but where yeah, yeah but where is he i couldn't fit like find it's like it's in the beginning like when they're playing like videos that they did like as the style boys or whatever i mm-hmm. think it's i think it's just like a, a really quick clip of of akon there's a there's like a few cameos like that where it's like people will pop up like in music videos but they're like they don't even have like a like a scene or anything it's like emma stone is in a music video i forgot about that yeah, yeah. pink <laughs> pink is in a music video but she goes but her mm-hmm. character name is not pink yeah which i found very bizarre oh really yeah it's alicia moore <laughs> oh that's her is real that her... name oh yeah that's yeah well yeah. wait why not then rizza's real name is not rizza so it's like why is he credited as, as rizza that's Maybe so that's funny what they want to be credited as yeah oh i guess yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah, and you like see Ti for like two seconds. He has no yeah, lines. when they're like at the club. Yeah, <laughs> I was at some point. You have to. Ju- I was really surprised by like 
Like fucking Martin Sheen. How do they pull yeah. that one off? Yeah. yeah. Attica. Attica. <laughs> Attica. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, I, that was one that I forgot about. I just even yeah. like Mariah um, Carey. Mariah Carey is actually the one that they're most happy with. Yeah, um, because she was like so committed, and also Ringo Starr. Um, yeah. and I saw an interview with them with um, the three of them and um, Jorma. He was like, "Yeah, you know Ringo. He was in a band called The Beatles." And it's it like <laughs> this was the most fun research I've ever done because it's just like they're. They do not take any interview all very bits. seriously. Yeah, it's all it's all fucking bits. It's so good. And it, you guys know that one very famous interview they kept, or I think it must be multiple interviews. They kept on mentioning Jimmy Fallon for no reason. <laughs> like Jimmy, you know, he was such an inspiration to us. Uh, he get, you know, he actually was going to produce the movie. You know, like <laughs> like just random, the, shit. yeah, random, That's random funny. name drops. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny. You guys have been out doing all this press for the for the movie. Yeah. And you brought something tonight that's a surprise for our audience. Yes, and The Lonely me. Island kind of made a little gift for you, actually. We were, you know, they put you on these press tours. You go, like, state to state, and you go to colleges, and you do junket days. And we were like, we need something to sort of keep our, our sparks flying a little, something exciting to do during the interviews. So we uh, turned it into a game where we would try and mention you as much as possible without anyone sort of knowing that's what we were doing. Because I knew I was coming here at the end of everything, and then I could show it to you. So we, we put it together. Are you kidding me? This, is, this awesome. is all real. These are all different interviews. Each one's different. So I'm freaking out. All it's right, Lonely clear. Island here. Check this out. When we'd be writing, we'd always say, you know, it's like Jimmy Fallon always says, if you think it, put it in the show. And you know what Jimmy Fallon says? He always says, truth is stranger than not truth. Yeah. It's a weird way of phrasing it, but that's Jimmy. Jimmy Fallon has a saying, which is, never <laughs> a volcano. He always says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what Jimmy Fallon says? That's for the job you want, in tracksuits. Yeah. I haven't heard him say that. But that's, <laughs> he says yeah. it a lot. Yeah, he says it a lot. Well, Jimmy Fallon always says, wavelengths are like Earth. Everybody's on the same one. <laughs> I believe it was Jimmy Fallon who said, never look a gift whale in the mouth. Yeah, which we immediately tried to correct him on, but he was not happy. Yeah, he was, he was furious, actually. Yeah. Yeah. There's no such thing as a gift whale. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Jimmy Fallon always says, Un elefante no es un perro. <laughs> well, like Jimmy Fallon always says, you know, um, you can't teach a horse to read Braille. And we try to live by that. It's like Jimmy Fallon always says, always wear your beanie like a Smurf. It's like Jimmy Fallon always says, potato, potato. Jimmy Fallon says that? The protagonist of the next película, pop star, Andy Samberg. Yo soy Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> How did you do that? Oh man! In context, I, I'm honored. In context, it made perfect sense. Oh, I'm honored. I yeah, it's like I think the ones I were just I guess since we're already talking about the cameos, the one ones I was surprised with, Nas for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, because mm -hmm. they give him literally all of the. I don't want to say embarrassing lines, but him just like, I was, I wasn't like, that's one of the most important, you know, style boys <laughs> is one of the most important yeah. bands of my entire life yeah. or shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, this man wrote a rap song about being a gun. 
And you're like, you know, like a whole rap song about like basically him being an amorph, like, you know, uh, um, what's it called when an object is become like, an anthropomorphic gun. That's yeah. one of his songs. It's like very serious and like about like violence and things like that. And you have him just say, yeah, I love Connor for real. <laughs> I love Star I was just Boys. blown like, away. Way back. Yeah. <laughs> I was blown away. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but also Questlove. Realize, he has moments well, like that too. Well, yeah. Questlove's like Jimmy Fallon and shit. Yeah. And I get yeah, that. Well, that's, no, no, well, I'm just saying. And isn't Nas the one who's like, oh, I've only cried like twice in my life. Like <laughs> yes. when the style rollers <laughs> broke <laughs> And what was the oh, what was the other one? The other he's like that, and oh, the other line was so funny. Fuck, I forget it. But yeah, then you have RZA too, and I guess RZA, you know, he's like a he's in movies a lot, so that, that I guess that makes sense. But still, I was like, just like people you have no like Usher made complete yeah. sense. They uh, associate themselves as R and B acts all the time. Um, I mean, Akon was actually in one of their songs, right? Um, right seal made sense oh my god um, seal. that's probably the best one right yeah i i think he like walks away with the movie or like potentially <laughs> um seal had a record come out in 2016 also and he was like and i saw them like promote promote Popstar when seal was also promoting um his record and it, and that's really funny to think like Oh yeah, like I, I I don't know if Seal read the scene or not when he was shooting it, but it was like yeah, he was like down, but never got any indication if if he was like knowing what he was getting into. It was very funny. <laughs> the Seal story is very funny. Obviously, you've worked with a lot of musicians on the digital shorts over the years and the albums. Um, at this point, do you have enough goodwill where they kind of trust you when you come to them, when you come to Seal and say, I want you to get eaten by wolves in a movie? Right. right. Is he like, yeah. yeah, I'm in, or is it a weird We have enough goodwill that they pick up the phone and go, let's hear it. What are you guys up to now? And then we still have to pitch and kind of make people comfortable. Right. Yeah, it sort of depends on where they are. Like, Seal was just about to release an album, which I think is coming out soon. I don't know, but, but like, but like, but so there was a little bit of a hesitation of like, is this the right move? So <laughs> thing, but like, we, you, you no, but know, I, I, convinced. I mean, I'm the one who called him and he was pretty mellow about it. He was like, I just am really focused on finishing my record, but then I'm into it. Let's do it. And I wasn't sure if he'd even read the scene. We weren't sure until he showed up on the day of shooting, honestly. And even then, we, we like rehearsed it once and everyone laughed really hard. And we were like, well, if he hadn't read it before, he has now. Uh, and it went great. He was really nice. Is there one in particular that you're surprised you landed in terms of a cameo or, or a guest star in, in this film? Uh, well, Ringo Starr is in it, which is crazy. Judd Apatow just was like, I'm going to call Ringo Starr. And we're like, great. <laughs> uh, and he was into it. And uh, Mariah Carey came and did a cameo, which is really cool for us. Because I feel like the, the general thinking on Mariah is that maybe she's not self-aware of her right but that but seeing her appearance in this film makes me think otherwise she, she was really chill. she definitely was and she was very funny and then but like it's kind of the tip of the iceberg there were so many people who did cameos in this everyone from like Nas to like I mean like there were so many people that we were kind of grew up loving so it was like a little uh I wouldn't say intimidating to be across from them but just it was very exciting to be across from certain people and have them talk about 
our characters with reverence of like, man, I love the style boys. I grew up listening to them. And we're like, that's funny because we grew up listening to you actually is the dynamic there. He's amazing. I love Seal. But yeah, and you also have 50 Cent, who is, again, like, these are some, like, very... 50 Cent has been shot so many times. He has survived so many gunshot wounds. And he's in this fucking movie, like, yeah, Connor for real, man. He's the best. Like, it's just so... And obviously, I mean, and 50 is, a like, a now, like, a big-time television producer i mean he has like five fucking shows on um was it stars and so it's like again these are not people who i don't who are like above this shit yeah i mean nas might be because like again it's fucking nas but it is just (laughs) those are the cameo and it's really and i think that's the beauty of it it's like they know the exact celebrities that would make this Mm -hmm. the most like the funniest funniest, yeah right like nas being a big fan 50 cent being a big fan um ringo star simon Mm -hmm. cowell these people like even yeah but like i I don't know like pharrell makes more sense for some it's just like these people who you would think the last people you would think would be in this movie yeah Mm -hmm. carrie underwood like calling Connor Hawk. so that's hot. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's so good. Um but I um I guess getting to maybe like more of like the actual actors. I, I do want to say Chris Red is fantastic in this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this and what's crazy is we were talking about this off mic. This was a year before SNL. He was, yeah, I was gonna Australia. say yeah. I know, and that's really crazy to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The biggest Oscar snub of all time is the pop star original songs. What happened? Do you feel like that should have gotten an Oscar nomination? I feel like it should have gotten more ticket sales. I feel like it should have gotten residuals. Yeah. You're, I know where your mind's going. <laughs> no, I feel like more people should have saw it when it was like when it came out. You know, um, but I love like like the love that it gets every year. It, it, it warms my heart for real. Like I'll just see somebody tweet something and it, like the the, the, um, the movie goes viral again. And I'm like, oh, hey, look at them caring about that thing I loved. Yeah, I loved doing it, and it's like, I, I just hope that people just keep loving it more and more. But I don't know about Oscars. I don't even watch the Oscars. Though. Do you ever listen to the soundtrack on Spotify? I listened to that thing for like the first three months af- after we shot it. I was just listening to it nonstop. When it came out, I listened to it nonstop. I had to stop for my own sanity, I think. But uh, I love that album. I think, I think what The Lonely Island does is like perfect. You know what I mean? How they satirize every genre is, is dope. I learned a lot from that. If this movie was bigger, he would have been a bit. I, I and he's. I think he's rising up. I think he has like yeah. you know, producing shows and no, he's really I, and he's in more he's really shit. Underrated. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, now he's just on SNL, like as like a bit bit player, or is, I don't even know if he's still on. I can't remember. I think he's still on. Doesn't matter. Um, but he's infin- He's like he makes a lot of this movie for me. I mean, Tucker's like a big part. Yeah. (laughs) Did I do it? I don't know. (laughs) Um, You're you're my role models next to Jesus and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Great. I want to be you. Still black, though. Black's black's a good color. Ponder's like yeah, so confused. He just starts <laughs> laughing my net maniacally at like the um the groupies and like ha 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 ha. ha. Yeah. Oh my, oh my well, hey, listen. Laughing maniacally the TMZ. CMC. CMC. <laughs> <laughs> 
with the fucking I was like, not the giant cup, the increasingly large cup. So funny. Will Arnett, God bless that man. Chelsea he... Peretti, Mike Birbiglia, Eric Andre. Come come on. It's Bur- so good. <laughs> Eric Andre almost having like a stroke. <laughs> like just like shaking. Mike Birbiglia was not someone I was expecting. Yeah. yeah. And that awful wig. That wig's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. incredible oh man yeah like those are the those are the like just those <laughs> tiny characters i'm like mike berbiglia like just yeah I, yeah it makes but he's not in movies that's the reason i was kind of surprised i mean I, okay obviously he's like ma- like made okay he's in movies i don't know why i said <laughs> said it like that um but like he's like a director or done like a few indies like he's not in like random studio comedies that much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say he's an actor. He's in movies, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but it is, it is crazy how packed this movie is. It's hour and twenty minutes, and it's just mm-hmm. so you have so many like actual like you know cameos and stars and bits, and you just have so. But yet they have so much time to do the most stupid shit imaginable that was yeah. that but that stood out to me was just like how they really just had they could do they had so much opportunity to get the most amount of bits in like the fucking bees thing like when they're <laughs> yeah. like cuts to the line it's the queen bee oh shoot it with the flamethrower oh my god it's <laughs> so you guys got that right you guys were rolling you told us to be fuck <laughs> speaking of the bees scene and meadows i mean unreal i i i knew i i i think he was like one of my favorite like performances the first times i've seen this but like now so good like so effortlessly selling every line like a professional honor i have a family to feed no you don't i have a niece we all have a niece (laughs) (laughs) incredible Oh, he's he's always been underrated. He's like honestly, and I will eat this your head and walk off. Hard. Walk hard, yeah, <laughs> right. absolutely, yeah. He is. There's just some of those actors who are just a professional. Yeah, yeah. They have the goods. You give them the juice. any material, yeah. they will deliver it the best way they possibly can. They are a hired gun. You fucking give them the bullets; they're gonna shoot them at the targets. Mm-hmm. They he's just just so solid. Anytime he's in anything, like he's great in fucking um, semi pro. Um, at like at oh. the poker table. Oh yeah. When he's like, I'm not a jive turkey, or <laughs> like, who are you calling jive turkey? <laughs> um, and it's he's yeah he's always. I mean, it comes with that SNL background for sure. Same, same way Keenan, Keenan is. It's that yeah, you they just know that they just they've done it for so long and they've done mm-hmm. and they've done so much. It becomes second nature to them, where you just give them the script and you let and you give them the tone and they're gonna deliver. Mm-hmm. They never, they never do not deliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keenan's um, a good comparison, but Keenan's not in movies, right? No, but he's yeah. no, no, no. Like, I see what you mean. I'm just saying. Like, right. I wish he would. Which, but he's yeah. one of like the only people I've seen in SNL who delivers every sketch every time. Yeah, 
any sketch he's in, no matter how fucking shitty they are, and a lot of them are pretty fucking bad, he's mm-hmm. always good in them. Yeah. And it, it's so insanely rare for that to happen in sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. And also, he's been at this for like his exactly. entire life. <laughs> They're seasoned. Yeah. And that's the same thing with Meadows. I mean, how many movies has he done? Let's find out. <laughs> uh, I mean, and like he's had I've been in iconic movies. Fucking yeah, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Yeah. Um, we mentioned Walk Hard, Semi Pro, but he's always gonna be like, yeah, like like he's in the Adam Sandler comedies, like Wayne's World, um, but nothing terribly yeah like oh he train wreck but yeah like sort of the stuff you'd expect but always good yeah like you said yeah i mean he's definitely unsung hero um sarah silverman is mm. really solid in this i was you know it's funny they don't they don't really give her a ton of like funny things to do mm-hmm. like she doesn't have a ton of lines it's mostly like oh there's no there's one line it's like i love connor i mean i love you know and I mean, I, it's not necessarily music I would listen to, but it gives so many people money. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good line read. Yeah. But no, I mean, like, this movie's aged so beautifully in just the way it, like, tackles celebrity culture, of course, but, like, is now backdoored into influencer culture a little bit um, in the way I see it. Like, the fridge thing is not out of the realm of possibility, or, like, you can kind of see, like, the fucking uh, dead mouse helmet. <laughs> That yeah, <laughs> Jorma wears like that's that's not unrealistic. Oh my god, the fucking sound of the light beam. It, oh my god, <laughs> and, and the, the cut to like, the airplane. It's, it's like the sound from War of the Worlds. It, it's, that's yeah, what I was, it, it, no, yeah. but it literally it is. Thank you, no, it literally oh, yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It also yeah. sounded like the lighthouse from the lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, doesn't he say, like, why would I need this? <laughs> yeah. I love. I don't know, but it's just you can like the aerial you view, like you this. see the plane. Right. <laughs> uh, why would I need this? I don't know, but it's just good if you do. <laughs> I love like the part where like they're at the concert. And he's just like sitting behind all the like DJ stuff, playing like fucking whatever game with the helmet on. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he's sit- sitting crisscross applesauce and <laughs> yeah. just like. <laughs> down there <laughs> just chilling yeah because like jorma's so good at playing like the loyal like puppy dog and it's mm-hmm. like and it's like that moment too when he takes off the helmet he's like drenched in sweat <laughs> <laughs> you know i always forget he's married to mary heller and um to that point all of their wives are in this movie um mm-hmm as well even is... the celloist or whatever isn't is that who mm-hmm. sandy amberg is andy samberg is like married to yes <laughs> yeah joanna um, newsom joanna newsom yeah and um the uh stage manager is um akiba's wife mm-hmm. yeah which is funny oh and that's why they make out is that yeah is yeah, that... Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's very mm-hmm. funny that's very and I, yeah and like lawrence has started making out yeah. with this, this girl yeah i think they're gonna fuck later I, I don't know i don't know what uh connor is deciding and she's like he's looking over at uh francis and owen yeah oh it looks like he's looking to the distance i don't know 
<laughs> oh, so Joanna Newsom is the okay, okay. She's like the she... um she's doing the documentary, right? Yeah. Right. Wait, she was oh, in yeah, then... inherent vice? Yeah. Yeah. Was she it's like a bunch French... of stuff? Wasn't she like the French girl or whatever? No, she's inherent it's... vice. She's the narrator. Yeah. Oh, is she not French? Never mind. It doesn't matter. Um. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's so funny. Like literally, anytime you see like a comedian, like a comedian's like wife, mm-hmm. you're just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. You know, that's what being silly it... gets you. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's pretty what funny. Silly gets you. But you know, it's funny taking it back to Sex in the City. Um. And something that, of course, like it gets a lot of comparisons to girls. Um, mm-hmm. Jorman Tacona is, of course, in girls as um, uh, Booth Jonathan. Very funny performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and it's to that point that he's just he's also really good. I think he's like because, of course, like Andy is like the like the face of um, the three of them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah by like, far and it, they've all accepted that this and is that's well kind made of an interesting is... yeah but well it's an interesting sorry but you just pointed out something it's interesting how they've all accepted that and the movie is also kind of explicitly about how he's the star yeah yeah it is self-reflexive mm-hmm. of the three of them definitely but that's like shows like the lack of ego they have because it is very like you know making a movie about how they're actually not connor for real and how they are like the side characters is really mm-hmm. i don't know i mean it's obviously so it's true it's in the first song of course yeah they're so it's humble yeah. it's <laughs> obviously true like they are objectively correct sandberg is the actual star of that group but it is just another but it is weird just to like kind of say it mm-hmm. like i feel like no no by a part out yeah. loud yeah yeah exactly. i feel like part of the movie is like all of them kind of like or not even all of them so much as it is Connor like recognizing like everybody's strength you know like mm. like when he goes to see um uh I forget his name um yeah so when he goes to see Owen like uh mm. perform at the club and like the beat's really good but then he starts singing and it's like really terrible yeah you know <laughs> the disguise <laughs> might yeah, need some exactly. vocal lessons <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, the the Jason Siegel disguise. disguise. (laughs) Where's Sarah Marshall? I'm trying to forget her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then, like, you know, they go see, um, damn, I can't remember his name either. Akiva. Um, Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah. Oh, why Um, do I keep saying Francis? Oh, my God. (laughs) Close enough. Um, Anyway, so they go to see Lawrence um at the farm and it's like you know he is kind of weird and off-putting he's not really like the the front runner or whatever but like you know he wrote the the catchphrase rap mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, the whole we... i love that yeah <laughs> i love the whole farm. sequence where he's like you know kind of apologizing for for stealing it he's like okay like you know, maybe you did some work, but I was there that day. <laughs> well, I, I no, was I was. That day. <laughs> yeah, was like, it's so immediate too. That's yeah. it's so. He immediately the is timing. like, no, actually, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, no, yeah. I wasn't. I was late that no, day. Well, no, I actually wasn't there. No, yeah. 
power move. It, it was yeah, a power move. Yeah, it was a power I'm move. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you completely believe that Connor isn't like um power hungry or in this for the money, but he's just like dim. And he's like he yeah. really commits to like he's actually a pretty good friend, but is now just realizing this, looking at Lawrence and Owen and getting style boys back together is like oh wait no i i made these decisions but you're like mm-hmm. that's yeah like you believe that he just realized that <laughs> yeah. i love the part where owen's like oh yeah like in the car on the way here like i saw him reading this book called how to be a good friend, <laughs> a better friend. yeah it was dog-eared <laughs> like <Yeah>. written on <laughs> and it says really he knows shy. how to read which is really heartening <laughs> so, i lost it when he said heartening (laughs) he was but to go back to that scene with lawrence it's like he all the weed strains and the one that fucking got me was postpartum depression (laughs) well there's also just a jar in the middle and he's like frog jizz and it literally looks like a jar (laughs) witch witchy bitch I think was one of them. Yeah. Oh, that's also like another great Sir Silverman line. Uh, I want Connor to be everywhere, like when, like how you eat, sleep, and how clinical depression is everywhere, or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. It was like gravity, yeah. oxygen, and clinical Gra- depression. depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, it, this cast. Oh my god. There's just. Uh, okay. I also. There's just like so many good like little throwaway lines like that. Like mm-hmm. there's the one, um, it's like him and Ashley Wednesday. Oh my god. Um, Amokin Poots, we haven't even mentioned. Yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and she's like, Yeah, you know, when I was little, like I would read magazines and there would be these couples and they'd be so beautiful and you yeah. wouldn't know like if they're really together or or if they were a PR couple. And I always wanted to be one of those. You were. It's like, yeah, it's like you did. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> Who did she end up? Wait, she ends up dating um, Seal. Seal, right? Yeah, Seal. With an eye patch. <laughs> yeah, with an eye yeah. patch. The other thing I love about the the Seal bit is like, you know, he's like, oh, like, I've dealt with wolves before. Like, where do you think I got these scars from? And then, like, in the you know, like IMDb facts, it's like, oh, another name for wolf is is Candace Lupus, and he got his mm-hmm. scars from Lupus. So I was like, is that like a hundred percent on purpose or just like no, a happy coincidence? <laughs> it was so strange. That's like, but that's also like an IMD fact, like parody almost because it's like, yeah, Seal has it because it was this for this reason it's like wait what it's like that's, that's like bordering <laughs> off of the movie it's like <laughs> that's what i'm saying like, I, yeah. I, I it's so funny they're like oh he actually got them from lupus but another name for yeah. wolf is candace lupus so you know <laughs> it's like wait, we did not need to learn that it's like, <laughs> so outside the possible <laughs> like what do i gain from that so I'm saying either they're yeah. really smart or that's just a crazy coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> Did they you run out of facts? <laughs> Paul oh, Shearer is so funny. Oh my god. Paul he Shearer. like yeah. when he like Andy's like, can we get the wolves to calm quiet down? No. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, great, great line reading. Um 
yeah because like because like there's a lot going on in that part too because like <laughs> seal is like belting this out like his new record is performing live like he's so committed <laughs> and then <laughs> like connor is speaking to ashley once yeah and then like the walls I, could, I, I couldn't trust the, the the Yelp reviews for the party walls after that. Um, <laughs> so um, dumb. Um, speaking of reviews, like, you know, the scene, like what Clay pointed out about the hater scene being shared so much, for me, the one that's also shared a multiple amount of times is the mixed reviews scene. So like, fucking so funny. So fucking incredible. <laughs> like just Sam, it's just Sandberg too. Like that's so impressive that it's like you can just have like your reactions uh be that well timed. No, um, I think it me I think they met the poop yeah. emoji. I as I'm reading it now. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think this was intentional. Negative four out of ten. Uh well, oh, pitchfork okay, here's can a good be one. kind of pretentious. Here's a good one. It's from the onion. So incredible. I love um, how he, he's yeah. he's stupid in that scene, but he's not so stupid. Like how so it's like he know like he eventually realizes oh yeah they were right negative four no that makes more that makes sense i thought that was a, like or like the poop emoji is like no as i'm reading it no that works out like he doesn't because i feel like another way to do that scene would be him just like poop emoji oh that might have that must have been a mistake moving on no he really reads and like realizes oh no they hated this like he's not the he's not like the dumbest person alive like i i think there needs to be that kind of like you i know this sounds weird but you have to be a little more nuanced when it comes to that or it just feels so it feels so like far-fetched and like mm-hmm. you're th- then you're just kind of laughing at a dumb person and, and and i'm not saying like i don't know what i'm trying to say actually um but it is that idea of not going so hard on the bit that you kind of lose the whole you don't lose any grounding of it like no this dude still has like has like a brain like he's Mm -hmm. like oh no that makes sense oh now i'm reading it though that they don't like this at all um and those little realizations i also just think are really funny because it just adds another it's the same thing with the timing for the apology of lawrence it's like oh no i actually was late that day uh no actually i i didn't go i didn't go at all oh i I remember leaving it's that like lack of space between realization like oh the shit emoji must have been like some kind of mistake um no they actually hated it (laughs) because there is that that humanity that the movie has at its core um it's combining the uh self-reflexiveness of like what the lonely island means to each other with like recognizing how shitty it is for these young artists to be like trapped in this system when um you just are unable to trust your closest friends and you'll put dog shit at their pancakes <laughs> to tr- know who to trust <laughs> um but no i mean like that's an actual like very well observed like part of the movie that yeah like it just juggles so much in 80 minutes and it's so impressive and it's aged so well um like despite having that humanity like it's also just a really well done documentary Mm -hmm. i think it's funny too like that 
there have been like so many music documentaries since this has come out mm. um that you know kind of fall into the same things that this is making fun of you know and we mm. were talking about earlier like you know they're more like marketing schemes the mm. these music documentaries now they're not like because you know he's like I think the thing that really gets me about them is that so many people will make music documentaries now and they're like not even like really at the peak of their career you know mm-hmm. like they're still you know they've gotten to the point where they're popular and they're you know selling out shows and da, 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 whatever and they're like oh perfect time to make a documentary like no you've been working for like you know like three years or something like you don't really know like what kind of impact you're gonna make or like where your place is 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 like in the culture or whatever like you're basically like a little baby like making a documentary Mm -hmm. look at my life you know um and you know in pop star like he has a bit more of uh a foundation before he's like making this documentary but it's also like to see like to know that this movie is out there and to see people like still taking the you know this whole enterprise like of music documentaries like so seriously when they're doing the same thing you know like follow me while I release this album or like the uh one of the really funny lines that uh stood out to me this time was he's like oh yeah we're surprised releasing the album next Thursday at noon you know yeah yeah (laughs) it's like you know and he says that like to his like YouTube followers or something like it's like okay but then it's not a surprise but it's it's like the music industry is so much a so many of these like um you know gimmicks and and stuff like that and this whole thing is just you know desperate gimmicks to try and get people to to like this album that nobody's gonna like um I think it's kind of funny that they have not predicted but they've kind of really leaned into this thing that's only gotten worse since the movie came out definitely yeah like we discussed the justin bieber doc that was like unfairly used as like a one-sided parody but then Mm -hmm. it's like yeah like we discussed off like like the um the katie perry and one direction documentaries were also like there to inspire like the style of it um Mm -hmm. But then afterwards, like people that are just starting at or like have an established um, career like Olivia Rodrigo and Billie Eilish and Lizzo now, like you'll see them become like, like, yeah, like an essential. Um, But but then I think the core difference is like, of course, social media has like um, become so much more essential from the earlier half of the decade and we just know so much more about their personal lives and creative process in a way that the uh the doc has become inessential like i'm yeah like I, even some of these like i forgot even existed um like the um uh like the miley cyrus one or like the post malone one or like the taylor swift ones i know like there's a few of those yeah yeah like like there's some that just like like people will see if you of course like you're it's depending if like you're a fan of theirs yeah but then um like the justin bieber one went to theaters mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure like that was that, directed that by john like, too yeah josh yeah exactly yeah, um, it, it, that i but i also think that some of that is like you know it was like the justin bieber moment 
you know? Mm, yeah, true. Um, and I think it's interesting. I think even though, like, obviously there are artists who are, you know, super popular or whatever, but I think there's less of, um, uh, there's less ubiquity to like pop music now, you know, because mm-hmm. we can just kind of like pick whatever we want to stream and, um, you know, it's just basically like, what are you into? That's what you're listening to. There's no like, you know, I'm being forced to listen to every single Justin Bieber single, you know, during my hour commute because I, it's on the radio and that's all I have access to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think like, you know, in the Justin Bieber moment, like it would have been released in theaters because like, that's how big he was. And now it's like, you know, you have like this, uh, you know a fairly sizable contingent of like really committed fans but that's not enough to you know to fuel this kind of that kind of hype um yeah because i guess like music has changed so much too and like the way that we consume it that it's like bieber doesn't have to be surrounding us if we don't want to um just like since music streaming has changed so much of course like it's different for Connor for real because he's real and like surrounding us always. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but it's just one of those. Yeah, you know, it's um, and also like I wouldn't say the mockumentary style is like in vogue. Also, like this kind of seemed like a throwback. It is. I feel yeah. like it is. I mean, I think you know, part of that is like stuff like you know the Office, whatever. Like. Mm-hmm. People yeah, are not really drawn to it anymore. They feel like that's like, you know, the best that can be done. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I watch another one? Yeah. Um, but also, I guess it was always a little niche because, of course, like you have the Christopher Guest movies. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, like, Mascots, um, one of the earlier Netflix originals to give them a tour, like, mm-hmm. free reign, like, that was the same year as that. Like, I think even in the same spring as this. And that didn't really, like, leave that big of an impact also mm-hmm. um and even at this point in 2016 like th- maybe it just didn't have that reach that we might thought yeah i guess it only lives on television mm-hmm. now yeah. um and i don't see that changing i don't mm-hmm. see it like i don't see a comeback for it mm-hmm. um yeah i don't see like another this is spinal tap or something something that like changes everything i think it's dead um in, in for film at least in theaters at least like um, the combo of this not working and mascots not working that kind of like confirmed it like there's no real push for it yeah when was mascots the same year as pop star 2016 really? yeah has he made something since i don't believe so if if so probably it's just been like seven years producing. since he made a movie pretty sure that's wow i might, you think he's I just, in jail like direct like you think he's like officially in director's jail and he's not getting out yes um, wow isn't that crazy because was i bet baskets yes. wasn't even that crazy expensive yeah yeah that was his last thing yeah That's how much that. was it like 30 mil i don't i don't uh 20 yeah his movies are pretty cheap yeah i would i wouldn't be and no one's I mean, like, like that's so it's like the same company that he uses yeah wow yeah and i'm surprised a streamer hasn't even just pulled the trigger on that mm-hmm. maybe he's just done that's interesting yeah. and, you know we kind of hinted on like how does it fit time-wise i don't like 
some of it is i guess some of it is very like about the trends of that time so it's like the i'm not gay song that kind of thing it's super <laughs> 2016 mm-hmm. um i know the song's called equal equal rights but i'm gonna call it the i'm not gay <laughs> song i don't know what else i mean that is the point of it <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love like I love that the music's so loud we can just start saying stuff. The equal rights song was offensive. <laughs> Can't it doesn't really hasn't really aged. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this yeah. is still true today. It's you know the weird uh desperate thing that celebrities do to connect with fans and how there's this pseudo intimacy that they try to uh, cultivate that is oh like God almost toxic in a way the stage is where we fuck yeah right and <laughs> but like the youtube clips and like brushing my teeth part one of 16. i just jacked it <laughs> i'm in a real mellow mood right now <laughs> you see, <laughs> um that like the gimmicks of how like you know everything on like we'll do a magic trick and all of those um They'll do a magic trick every time on stage. And I mean, even like the rap, um, like Hunter's rap with like the um his song that they keep playing, like how aggressive it, it he is, mm-hmm. and like that a whole thing is um I mean, that's prob that to me screams like a parody of and this was way off like probably like Tyler, I would say, like yeah. Yonkers Tyler. Yeah, for sure. Um and um even with some of the not so great language in that song um but and that's not even and there's you know i guess you could say like denzel curry nowadays like people like you know almost like pseudo pseudo screamo rap in a way um even though denzel has now gotten more you know melodic um I don't know what the point I was trying to make. I mean, basically that it's it's been seven years, but it does not feel like it has been seven years. Yeah. yeah. We were actually discussing off mic also that the Equal Rights song explicitly um, like satirizing Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Yeah, I was going to say that's it a total map. To, that's the whole point. Yeah. It, but like by 2016, when you're a few years removed, it doesn't feel dated even by then. It's just funny. Like, it doesn't need the reference for you to get it. And that's just, like, brilliant of them. Um, Well, it's also, like, you know, it's they people still do stupid shit like that, you know? Yeah, like the performative, yeah, exactly. MLK song, you know? (laughs) That, it's crazy that's not a Lonely Island movie. Like, a Lonely (laughs) Island movie. The David Guetta thing's real. And and it happened. And it's not, like, a SNL skit. (laughs) Because I even think SNL would be like, okay, let's be serious. Guys. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, I don't, yeah. Can we like cut some of that? Yeah. No, it's, it's, no, for, no one would really do that. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little far fetched. No, I saw that shared the other day and like I was just like coughs back all over again. But no, that actually feels like something that, and, and that, and that's also like the fuck Bin Laden song mm-hmm. that. Um, and we can get into this by the end of this episode that that's my favorite song um putting my flag in it it's so funny um like it has a few lyrics that like had me in tears so good but that's but yeah like maybe not to that extent but like it's certainly something that at the time 
you could see as like like super performative and and yeah and, bin and, like, laden was guy. killed in 2011 yeah sure was <laughs> and this takes place in 2015 and it's so i just want to know when that like you know you know you know when like with like a like comedians and like whether it's whether it's like stand-up comedians or sketch comedians or movie whatever you hear a joke and you're like how the fuck did you think of that <laughs> when was the time was this when you were you on the shitter or did you wake up in the middle of the night were you just scrolling through your phone did you see some instagram post what the <laughs> fuck made you think of that well fuck bin laden because they're brilliant the, the best part of that bit is like he's like singing the song like what's wrong with this girl <laughs> right right she's like, like he's know, not like, he's like not down with the like fuck bin laden metaphor but like he's singing about it <laughs> and I, I think one of the lyrics is like you know she was she said you know you know my cave is a pussy and i had to be like he didn't die in a cave <laughs> <laughs> I got, like wasn't it isn't one of the lyrics like i gotta land my special unit <laughs> <laughs> you could say any of like you can make yeah. any like vague joke about it and i believe it would believe you would be yeah. in that song yeah oh my god like the dancers coming out really got me like i forgot that like the, 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 the production I, I love, yeah i love the like main dancer like slowly transforming into bin laden <laughs> every time he spins he has like a new thing on <laughs> well apparently in the song that the girl also put on a turban yes. and a <laughs> beer yes, when yes. they were fucking <laughs> That's what I mean, and that's I think it, I think that's Lonely Island in general. It's yeah. like, where do you get this? These like, there's a whole song about a dude coming in his pants at the grocery store. That's one of their songs back in the day. Yeah, because how do mean, you think of that? Their humor, it's it's I guess it's like to to you know break them apart a little bit. It's like it's that idea that you revert back to the age when you meet someone when you see them again and they've spent their entire careers with each other and they're always at that age when they met each other in middle school and i guess that that's also a part of it that it's like if they were to go back in time and tell the 12 year old selves that their senses of humor is gonna be the exact same from when they meet each other all the way into their 40s that's pretty incredible and they've made like careers after that you know but mm-hmm. I, I i think that's why i like i think you know for all the how like this movie is like bits central like it's just all bits mm-hmm. i do think though that that through line of their friendship is actually pretty effective honestly mm-hmm. um and kind of touching in a lot of ways like i mean in that end when he says, like, I, you know, I didn't want to, like, I passed on the poppies, just want to hang out with you guys. That's kind of, like, sweet. And I like, I really like that mirror to their actual real-life friendship and how it's, it really gets to the point, Jack, of what you said of how you feel young and free and, like, yourself around certain people instead of, like, the yes-men. Um, and that idea of just being, you know, you revert, like you said, Jack, revert back to being a kid. And you see that so, 
And they really do an amazing job portraying that in the film and like their energy when they're around each other at the end is really, I think it's really special. I mean, it's not, you know, not, not like the most emotional thing I've ever seen, but it's really, I think it's really solid for something this fucking stupid and goofy. Mm-hmm. Certainly you could say something along the lines of like hot tub time machine walked so that pop I star never saw that and run. Knew you were going to somehow. <laughs> Sorry, I made a mistake. Um, Hot tub time machine two walked. So no, I'm just, um, that would Mitchell, kill you. Um, Mitchell Bupre on site. <laughs> on site clay's coming to delaware and having some words with our dear friend mitchell about bringing those movies to us um yeah it um good movie but should we should we go into favorite scene how how are we doing on i yeah i think we go favorite scene yeah okay that was a good time okay bailey would you like to lead us off or favorite scene and favorite song would we like to Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Favorite scene: the Bill Hader scene, the Flatliner scene, and specifically when he's like Joel Schumacher film shot by Jan (laughs) Debont. Just like the offhand way that he says that is just perfect. You can imagine Hader. That's the thing. (laughs) That's the thing. Right. He's such a film nerd. Yeah. I guarantee you, that was his fucking line that he suggested. (laughs) Of course. Oh, you mean the the Joel Schumacher? Like when they said, "Oh, it's gonna be like a bit how you love flatliners." Like, oh, you mean the Joel Schumacher movie shot by Don? (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. He is such a little fucking nerd. (laughs) Of course, he is one of us, and it's so transparent. We like. Don't even have to like ask if that was a hater inclusion. You just, just you just kind of like accept it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an, it's an, it's amazing. Um, I uh, yeah, I mean, just perfect. Um, even even like that that uh, small detail when he's like, did I? What was it? Did I shit myself? Um, when <laughs> yeah. he asked the doctor, right? Yeah, not this time. <laughs> yeah, not this time. Yeah. <laughs> I try to fit in a flatlining session at least once a week <laughs> he um, says it f-line f-line, f-line. right f-line, f-line sash once a week the southern accent is a great touch too like what's the deal um uh, sort of reminds me of like if laurie metcalf in hacks was in this like she would be doing a f-line sesh um yeah, please. I love how it. in the middle of you saying that you realize that none of us have seen hacks. Yeah, yes, yes. Like, okay. Well, I've seen hacks. Thank you very much. Oh, oh you've seen. Okay, okay. All right, all right. All right. No first... one responded to me. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, um, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. But yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> um, okay. And then favorite song. Um, I'm going to say uh, the Fuck the Mona Lisa song. Oh, my God. She's overrated. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Man, people are so creative. I'm just, I just, it's just like, again, it's one of those things. Anytime, like all of their jokes, I'm just like, how the fuck did you come up with that? Yeah. Yeah, my name is uh, Zippy. I'm the guitar tech on the tour. 
yet. I make sure all the instruments are tip-top. I love the road, you know, this is kind of a perfect job for me, but my favorite free time thing is flatlining. Heart rate dropping. Flatlining is when you uh, technically lower your heart rate until, um, well, you're dead. It's still dropping. Then you can catch a glimpse of the afterlife. Got the idea from the film Flatliners, Joel Schumacher film shot by Jan DeBont. You know, I try to fit in a F-line sesh at least once a week. Two, one, hit him. Oh, whoa. I shit my pants. Not this time. What's up, y'all? This is kind of for real. You know I've been all around the world, right? But tonight I'm on my dumb shit. <laughs> I'll go hum the humble song. Um, yeah, I love. It's really good. It's like genuinely I, good. Yeah, I think that's a good song. Yeah, Adam, Adam Levine's hologram. It's expensive. And there, and Adam Levine yeah, like, hologram like, is grinding on each other. Yeah, yeah. So oh fun. Uh, so funny. I don't even like Adam uh, Adam Levine, but that was actually like really funny. What was I gonna say? So that's my favorite song, and I love they cut to. <laughs> this I, this might be my. Favorite joke in the whole movie, they cut to Mariah Carey. And she's like, I connected with that song so much because like I'm the like the most humble person I know. I know, yeah. <laughs> I 
fucking lost it when she said that. <laughs> I also just she love is so her good in on that joke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and like how she almost she- like beats the shit out of Chris Red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my why would favorite you tell me to scene. say that? I never told you to say that on stage. <laughs> my favorite scene is speaking of Chris Red, I'll just do this is when uh, <laughs> Adam uh, or uh, Andy Samberg is like, you know, when he comes out, like, comes into like, I don't know, like, some like backstage room after the whole, you know, tucking the dick uh, <laughs> debacle. And he's like freaking out and that whole thing. And it's like, no one even saw it. It's like 10 seconds is like an eternity. It's like the third of the way to Mars. No one saw it. Connor, yeah. I have to keep telling you 30 to second to Mar- 30 seconds to Mars isn't actually how long it takes. He's like, it's the name of a band, not a fact. Right. So, and and then it's the final like piece of resistance of Chris Red being like, that was like the perfect prank. So maybe I did. Did you? No. I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I don't. Do I? Did. I did. I did it. <laughs> it's his eyes. He's such a fantastic. He has used such a. He has a perfect way he uses his eyes yeah. to create yeah. create that mania. <laughs> so expensive. In that moment. Yeah. He's just like his eyes open like fucking doors, just like <laughs> pop open like it's just so funny. Um, yeah, that's that's my favorite scene. Yeah. There's no bad options here. There's no obvious options either. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Again, that yeah. was what it wasn't like maybe like it was either that or the seal um bit, yeah. but Tim Meadows like go 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 just like after <laughs> seal gets fucking wrecked. My other my other favorite one is when um the turtle dies and he does like the little oh. funeral and he's like as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I took a I take a look at my <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> instead of like the actual Bible verse yeah it's incredible yeah that. <laughs> Like, like fucking, and then getting Maximus too at the end. It's so, it's such a good payoff. I loved, I loved the line. He's like a little brother if he was more scaly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love how he says scaly. (laughs) Like like he's a child. (laughs) No, he's literally a man child. Um, Oh boy. It's so funny now because you see him in photo. Fo- you'll see him in photos now, especially after like Brooklyn Nine Nine and like press. He's just like wears these like nice, respectable glasses and like this. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this okay suit, and he's like, oh, I'm Andy Samberg, and it's just yeah. so weird. Well, because I, I have a, I have a friend who he's I, married I to respect it, like a very respected like celloist or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, so- yeah. Um, well, I have a friend who who made an observation when I showed him the movie. It was like, um, when Sandberg got rid of the floppy hair haircut when he was in SNL, like the prime early digital like digital shorts era. Like we all imagine what I'm talking about. And then like got the haircut that he has for like all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's like that kind of like transitioned him into like, oh, like I'm a serious adult comedian. You know, it's 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 very funny where it's like, oh well, you can like market so distinctly, but 
Stumble left him covered in a big pot of gumbo. I guess, in a way, being gracious is my weakness. People say I'm so unpretentious for a genius. so humble i instantly connected with that because i'm probably the most humble person that i know you, you do just, i've yeah. always believed you had a dick right 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 but like where was it though because that motherfucker was gone we've gone over this I, you know i gotta tuck my shit back so it doesn't get tangled yeah. up in the garments that makes perfect sense yes. go and put it in between the legs connor don't worry about it you were up there for like 10 seconds 10 seconds is an eternity harry it's a third of the way to mars Connor, we've talked about this. 30 Seconds to Mars is the name of a band. It's not a fact. Hey, look, thank you, though, because this shit was hilarious, fam. Well, I'm so glad that I could entertain you, Hunter. You wouldn't happen to know anything about this, would you? Oh, I wish. This is like genius prank shit right here. Next level, like you would have to be the best prankster of all time to think of something like this. And well, shit, that's, that's me. Maybe I did do it. I didn't do it. Or did I? Nah, I didn't. Or maybe I did not do it. Did you? <laughs> I didn't do it or I did. Who knows? I don't. Connor, don't worry. Don't worry, don't worry. I'll just go with what my heart wants. The mixed reviews scene. Mm-hmm. It's We've already discussed it, but it's just played so perfectly. And yeah, like it just sort of like sets up the amount of failure that's that's in this movie so early on um and i think i think that's like coming off of the amount of producers that he has on on the record and it's like <laughs> so extreme um and my favorite song is fuck bin laden um yeah obvious pick it's it, and i forgot like how many i was listening to it earlier and i forgot how many bonus tracks there really are like i think they said that they wrote up to 40 songs and not oh, even fuck? all of the songs. Yeah, 40 songs. That's a lot. And not, even, not even all the songs that are on the bonus tracks on the record are well, even on here. Like, there's more. I, Bro, I, I can't even get myself to do homework. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Yeah. Oh my god. Things in my Things in my Jeep. That's also a really good song. Yeah. When I was watching it last night, I watched like all the way through the credits, and they're playing like some sort of like you know reggae like adjacent song, and he's talking about (laughs) like he's like you know down in Jamaica, whatever. Some Rasta like passes passes him a drug, and he's like, "What is this?" And he's like, "Crack." (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "What?" (laughs) And then he he says. we should legalize crack so that he can smoke <laughs> okay um i know that like i'm i'm the only one that's seen it but there's a really good like it's so low like low brow but it's so well done that the use of drugs in um seven days in hell is really good too like there's a bit when sandberg's tennis player is doing crack on the court like through the tennis racket on the court lines mm-hmm. <laughs> and no one's noticing and then you cut to fred armison who's one of the uh the character and he's like well this was before crack was uh was legal <laughs> and then the people the person interviewing was like crack's always been illegal <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, kills me um usually i don't like to read reviews but i'm just excited like i can't i can't wait I want to know how people feel about it and I want to know how much they love it. So uh, here we go. Um, what do you see? Well, it's Pitchfork. It's, they gave it a negative review. They didn't like it? No, like it's a negative four out of 10, positive 10, I assume. Pitchfork can be kind of pretentious though. So, but, oh, what? You're not gonna knock my hustle. Let's look at another one. Let's pull it up. Rolling Stone. Okay. Um, out of four possible stars, Rolling Stone has given it the shit emoji. I can only assume it's a um, a mess up. You know, they must have had a a problem with their. Um... No, this seems like the right score for how they're saying this. You know what? Let's just do a search. Conquest review. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Conquest a triumph. That's a good one. Let me read it. This is on The Onion. So, you know, mixed. Let's call it mixed reviews. So first you're in a group. You introduce us to the Style Boys and Donkey Roll. Of course, we play the hell out of that. <laughs> That's a hit yeah. for us, man. And then kind of you get that breakout moment. You get a phone call from Claudia Cantrell. The one and only. And she asks you for a verse, man, on her song, Turn Up the Beef. Turn up the beef. Throw your body on the flame. But you take that moment, and instead of just, like, kicking a regular verse, you know what I'm saying? You did something a little different. The catchphrase verse, as yeah. it's now known. Oh, yeah, yeah, hello. Um, I had been working on a catchphrase, mm-hmm. but what had happened was I just thought of so many dope ones that I was like, what if I put them all into the verse? It's kind of bitch, say word. Doink to doink. Sorry, dad. Squirrel jam. Yeah, he said so many words I didn't know. That was a game-changing moment. Usually, like, one catchphrase and a hit. He dropped, like, 30 on us in one night. Shit was crazy. DJ Tanner. Swanky pups. my 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 moped music. Costco samples like a motherfucker. Ooh. Crank up the mids. Patrick Stewart. Money. You know who it is. Connor Farid. 
immediately I said, man, this guy right here, he's gonna make it big. Because when you have a catchphrase, the world is catched by your phrase. Is so irregular. She put on a beard, I started looking at the exit door. Then a turban, then a tunic. She said, Invade my cave with your special unit. I said, He wasn't in a cave, but there was no stopping. She demanded that I fuck her like we fucking lied. They could see us through my GoPro She tried to negotiate I say that's a no-no Now I'm creeping in her bedroom like Go, go She tells me to go, go Then looks down and says I gotta Terrorize that pussy Gotta terrorize that pussy So I did it Improvise some crazy shit Seal Team 69 Sex acute in the hit She said you finished me off Now throw my body in the ocean I yelled Geronimo Then took some pictures for posting The president called He said congratulations Connor I said Mr. President To what do I owe this honor He said come give me the deep in the White House garden. I guess I know how you fucked her like we fucking lied. solved like why the movie bombed or is it just like it like people just don't care for lonely i don't think people want to watch no i well people care for the lonely island i just and i understand this it's like asking like it's like snl movies in a way it's like you're asking to watch you're asking people to watch a skit for an hour Mm. and 20 minutes yeah and a lot of those snl movies fucking suck yeah. Um, I mean, like, isn't it Wayne's World that's like the exception? Like, that was the one that truly, did well. It's like, that. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's I mean, you got Coneheads, like, fucking, um, uh, what's a uh, Night at the Roxbury, Blues Brothers. It's, it, it, when, especially with Lonely Island, where I think. One, I also think it might have been a few years past its due date when it came to mm. the height of Lonely Island. For sure. Um, and even at their so, height with Hot Rod didn't even like... Right. Right. It's like saturation. Um, 
they thought it like you know also probably being annoyed by Bieber in general and that's another mm. thing it's like even though if you're parroting something that is like there's a backlash of it that thing you're parroting might be something people don't want to like even like that they're already annoyed with mm-hmm. you know already they've already taken mm-hmm. their limit mm-hmm. um so i mean it's a brilliant idea for a movie and it's like something i definitely wish i seen in theaters but i understand in the sense of like yeah, you, you just your people are gonna think that it's gonna be one five minute sketch, sweat, you know, stretched to an hour and twenty mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah, um, and it's not an audience, it's a, and of course, like audiences have been burned by that idea so many times that yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's not jackass. Like, it's not something where it's like you you know that there's gonna be so many different like kind of bits throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't. I just yeah, I. I, I if I was an audience member at that time, knowing what I knew about the movie from their perspective, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. But when it got good reviews, I feel like that. I feel like that should have been maybe like, oh, let's go see it. Um, But I don't know. I, I in general, though, comedies have just done so poorly in like, yeah, even at that time, like, I don't know, like, uh, yeah. Was it what's 2016? Was Mike and Dave need wedding dates? Excuse me, yes, 2018 or 2017? 20, 2016, yeah. How did that do? I'm sure poorly. Like, I think right. that was also it's summer. Like, like, even then, right. prime time for... Do you know this movie's box office and budget, by the way, without looking? By, by any, it's okay guess, if you don't. I will yeah. guess a 30 mil budget, 40, 40 worldwide um that's not bad about the budget the budget was 20 mil um domestic it made nine mil Whoa. yeah no one saw this thing i think something else worth considering i think captain america civil war was like overshadowing it and that was the big thing that month but also, did it not get like, an international release it doesn't look like it no it didn't it, wow. or at least maybe not in may at least and that's what i was sort of like no, I'm looking at like the IMDb and it's like gross by country. It's like US and United Kingdom. That's it. Hmm. Yeah. And they made 40,000 in the United Kingdom. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um. Wow. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. I think the three of them that bad. know that it was going to have a life outside of its initial run and are proud of the movie regardless. And that's like all you can ask for because like you're completely right um stacking this up with not only the comedies of 2016 but also the comedies of the 2010s it's far and above it's it's um something i'll return to a lot i think one of the best comedies of the century it's just and i think it's one of the best things you guys have ever done it's kind of this magnum opus this perfect marriage of your music with your comedy um and just kind of like done perfectly well but i think you look at that movie and if i start thinking about it it seems like an incredibly hard thing to do because you were making an album at the same time as making a movie same time as shooting a ton of footage because it's mockumentary format um what was that experience like for you guys making that film i appreciate you noticing that that's a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of very nice thing you just said very specific so beyond nice um (laughs) yeah it was it was a lot of work. It was definitely like the movie we wanted to make. You know, we've been yeah. talking about some version of it for a while, 
And then Keith had had a general meeting with Judd and that sort of an idea came up and Judd was like, well, if you guys want to make that, I'll produce it. And it was just like, fuck, well, now we have to. Well, to be, to be fair, a year earlier, Judd had curated Vanity Fair's comedy issue where he had like been the guest editor of the entire issue. And it was like Seinfeld and uh, Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks and Wig and Chris Rock and all these people. And he had called, they had called us so we could get do a page on us, which was really nice. And in the blurb of that page, the description was like, these guys are funny and nice. it was just a very nice little paragraph describing us. And then it said, if they ever wanted to make a movie, my office line is, and it printed the actual Judd Apatow office line, the real <laughs> phone number in Vanity Fair that anybody could call and someone would pick up right now and go, Apatow Productions. And it was in the magazine. That's, that's so what you call that, being a good producer. <laughs> so that had been, you know, percolating in our heads for a year. I mean, whoever's working the desk at his office is like, no! <laughs> I wonder if yeah. they got any, did they get any calls? I bet you people thought it was a fake number. He put these the real mm. office line. In no, I mean, someone. Yeah, called. definitely, definitely. Yeah. That movie is so beloved now. Like, I know so many people that love that movie. And, you know, obviously it did not do great at the box office. Um, well, I don't, <laughs> we don't check numbers. So we, this is the first we're hearing about. Oh, man. He, Judd told us it went great. <laughs> Just to get the sequel script and you're still waiting to find out. <laughs> I think, I think my joke at the time when we were editing, it was, uh, you guys, this movie is going to make a million dollars. Well, it's, it's interesting. Cause we know, I mean, comedy is in kind of a weird place right now and not a ton of them seem to be making a ton of movie or a ton of money, but that movie, the marketing seemed a little strange. I don't know how much you guys want to get into it, but to me, it didn't feel like the marketing was selling what I saw, which was... I want you to talk more about it as an outside person. Yeah, yeah. tell tell us about your experience. Yeah, like how how would you have done it? (laughs) I want to know what your experience of of seeing the marketing was first before you get an idea. What I saw... Or a lack of marketing. (laughs) A Justin Bieber parody, which is what a bunch of people thought uh, it was. And they were like, screw that. That's stupid. Um, and then what I saw was like kind of a semi-autobiographical Lonely Island film. Not, I mean, obviously, Connor For Real is, is an exaggerated character, but about these friendships and, and these guys that, uh, you know, love making music together, making art together, and the struggles they have through getting famous. Um, and then also there's, you know, Will Forte playing bad types <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, you, 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 uh, you kind of nailed it there. I would say Yeah, they, the studio and the studio is very supportive. I'm not trying to talk bad, but the marketing department really wanted to lean into the Bieber aspect of it. And we did not at any point feel like what we were making was a Bieber movie. It's a movie that has like 10 jokes a minute and three out of however many jokes you would calculate that of the, you know, Let's say there's 500 jokes in the movie. Three are directly pulled from him. You could probably find way more about other artists, but they put all three in every piece of marketing that there was. Like every, even the 30 second ad had those three jokes. And they chose the one outfit he wore that's the same, that was similar, the white outfit, which is the Never Say Never outfit. It's also the, the Never Say Never paired with Never Stop Never Stopping that made it seem like that's what we were doing. Which is a very funny title, and we agreed to it, but it was that's the only piece of writing in the whole movie that's not ours, I will say. Yeah. The working title of the movie for us was Connor For Real the whole time. Yeah, we always thought yeah. it was going to be that. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it was not our, not necessarily our preference for it to be so Beaver-driven, and we really 
had no specific bone to pick with Bieber. We were really more interested in making something that was commenting on the pop machine and the music machine in general and making crazy set pieces within that. Yeah. Well, and if anything, it's really sympathetic to the experience of a young person being put through that machine. It's a very sweet film, I think. Um, you know, even yeah, thanks. in addition to all the ridiculous jokes yeah. that are crazy. Yes. I mean, there's definitely moments of like, for in this case, Connor, like, is surrounded by people who won't fucking tell him the truth. You know, which is like, that's like some old royalty shit where you're like, ah, people might not like your ideas or you even, and you're not allowed to ever learn and know that and you can't grow because of that. That's sad and scary. Well, I love that movie so much. I'm glad that people have found it, but I wish, uh, you know, I wish it could get kind of like a big re-release on HBO Max or something like that. Some kind well, of <laughs> well, they're listening yeah. right now. So, <laughs> in your court, guys. I just read that uh, Popstar was on HBO Max, and then I told Keith that he looked it up, and it turned out it was not our Popstar. It was the Aaron Carter one. <laughs> but for anybody interested in seeing Popstar, yeah, not Popstar of Never Stop, Never Stopping. Pop yeah, star. but it's just now so you know, HBO Max as of yeah. the real one is on HBO Max right now. Yeah, the, the original, not the sequel. <laughs> one with Aaron Carter, the yeah. real one. That's fair. Absolutely, the, fair. the, the first one. <laughs> do you, Ours was a reboot. We rebooted that one. <laughs> do you guys have any desire to do a, a sequel to that or revisit that uh, or that character? If if someone ever said, "Hey, yeah, we'll do it." I, I'm speaking for myself. Like I, I feel like for us, one there's 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 heartbreak involved in the films that we've made that you put a lot of energy into them, and then when they don't do financially well, sadly that's the only metric that you have for success at the time. But it's uh, I think we're always wanting to push ourselves to do something else and different. So for me personally, I think that we'd probably want to just do something new. Right. So how's the MacGruber series coming? <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> And there's here's here's the thing with McGruber <laughs> somehow somehow the joke of even just doing it is I'm funny. I'm like, I'm like, why is this happening? <laughs> but yeah, it's going great, Andy. Thanks for asking. My pleasure. Uh Bailey Hurdy, thank you so much for being here once again. Of course. It's been a, a blast to have you here. Um your your invite is always open if you have anything they're working on right now or have anything out in the coming month, uh, please. No, I don't, I don't have a lot going on, you know, just follow me on Twitter. Mm. I'm always talking shit over there. <laughs> yeah. Talking all that mess. <laughs> um, if you want your takes on pop stars, follow. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, I'm, you know, honestly that I, I joke, but it's like, that's kind of like hard. Cause it's like, there's like way too many pop stars, you know? It's like, I wonder what Sydney thinks of this movie. Oh, that's a good. I question. would love to pick her yeah. brain about this one. I'll have to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Because I bet it's like, I bet there's so many different, like, like the performances where she's like, well, they're it, like, she would be like, they're referencing this person mm, when they did that. Yes. And yeah. that music video is a, you know, is a parody of this. Mm, yeah. I'm sure she would also have a lot to say about, you know, the state of music documentaries. Right. Definitely. God. What I'll a to, legend. I'll have, to I'll have to message her later. Yeah, she rocks. Um, I can be found on Twitter at Jack A. Draper and my letterbox is Jack Draper 7. Um, this movie is available on HBO Max as is uh, Tour de Pharmacy 
and Seven Days in Hell, which, uh, you know, just if you haven't seen all three of these, Godspeed, just <laughs> some truly well put together uh, comedy that's just, you know, it's fantastic. Um, and also just like maybe two and a half hours, like it's like all together, like it's incredible. Uh and next episode is such a transition um but it's blue valentine with uh <laughs> Jahan Busfia just the lovely part of this being guest choice um yeah we'll have to decide who's the Ryan Gosling who's the Michelle Williams between the two of us <laughs> everyone can follow me at birds of clay on twitter and on letterbox you follow me at instagram at mr clay williams called podcast twitter account at ett pod please so send uh remember to send us uh email at uh exiting the 2010s at gmail.com please remember to rate review subscribe um what else no that's it um be good to yourself stay safe oh yeah go recommend us go um if you're ever at a connor for real concert absolutely yeah put on a whole bunch of prosthetics that make you uh look like a uh a, a questionable individual um run up to someone on the street uh if they're wearing a baseball clap or baseball clap jesus christ baseball cap slap it off their head and say hey go listen to exiting through the 2010s and then run away um don't do anything like that that sounds it's not but, hey there's no that, bodily you know, harm of, in that out of what you've said before that's the least that's fine rude. yeah it's, <laughs> it's pretty rude though little, you gotta be rude. rude that's how you get, how do you else do you get people's attention be rude that's my share that's us my on point. social media that's my mom I, I think that well they're gonna do attention. that anyways but we go need above go- and beyond you gotta get the fridge that promotes podcast you know this is gorilla marketing if we get a fridge that starts playing us exactly oh yeah <laughs> the fridge just starts me this starts playing me being racist towards the french oh my gosh. <laughs> um or the irish it's usually those two or the, um or canadians well yeah <laughs> sorry it's, true. Yeah. it's it's on it's on mic one a person i just met yesterday this is a, I, I i'm gonna end the podcast in a second but i do have to say this a person I met yesterday was at this party was trying to convince me they're from Canada. And I'm like, no, you're not. And they're like, yeah, I am. And I'm like, I know too many Canadians and you're definitely not Canadian. They're like, why do you think I'd be lying to you? I don't know. Cut to an hour later. She's like, yeah, I was fucking with you. <laughs> and I'm like, really I good. fucking knew That's it. Good. Don't That's like, good. I'm like, I know too many of them. Too many, honestly. <laughs> too many that you'd want to know. We're everywhere. Too many. Yeah. There's so there's so many places. Uh, <laughs> are, are you, too many are you places. From, are you? Yeah, I was Ma- born in Canada. See, look, you see the maple trainer. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were a DMV legend. I what? am, but I'm also from Canada. Where were you born? Okay. Canada. Oh. Where do you grow that's up? So Virginia. Okay, cool. Oh. All right. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Got that settled. I'm an yeah, East Coast so through and through, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking i it was like a betrayal i like know learning john bernthal's not from DC. Dual, dual citizenship okay okay all right huh you know, <laughs> clay you know, and i, I adore this... you but clay adores you because of the one thing that 
Wow, that's this is so I mean, funny. listen, if it makes yeah. you feel any better, I've been in the States much longer than I've been in Canada. That's fair. That's good. Good that's to fair. know. Okay. That's um good. and as always, we'll catch you next time on Exiting Through the 2010s. Mm-hmm.